Welcome back. It's New Blood Rising Podcast. We are looking at WCW Sold Out 2000, much to many people's chagrin. This is often, I have seen this on Twitter, people have said it's the worst pay-per-view. And I think that's funny because we still have a good year's worth of just shit. That about that more of these things. Oh, yeah. But some I, I heard some people say the worst pay-per-view they ever saw. I'm excited to cover this. Joined as always, I'm William Rankin. We've got Jason Keesler and Charlie Stabile. How do you guys feel about Sold Out? First initial thoughts. I had no idea this was considered one of the worst pay-per-views. Like, the worst? And I never read that. Maybe it's more of a knee-jerk, people say, just because... I mean, let's face it. One thing we know right off the bat, this is the card that we're about to go over in this show was not the show that was 48 hours beforehand planned to be. Obviously. No, it, 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 you hear that a lot from the announcers, kind of trying to give themselves a way out. Yes, exactly. And one thing, I've, it, it stuck out immediately and it didn't hit me at first because I thought, wow, there's no opening video. WCW was starting to do these. Why didn't they do one? I guess they really couldn't right. when <laughs> when your, two, your main event and your essentially your co-main event have been abandoned because of injury. Mm-hmm. So let's just cover where are we at. Cincinnati, Ohio, the first star. Is that the way they pronounce it? The first star? Yeah, I, I didn't catch it because the, I the kept crowd was... fire star, but that's wrong. <laughs> the crowd was obvi- was honestly too hot. Like, they were really hot in the beginning, and it was hard to hear Shivani uh, yeah. talking sometimes. Uh, they're really excited for this show. Attendance? 14,132. Not bad. Not bad. It really isn't. I, um, I'll be honest, don't know comparison to 98 sold out or 99 or... Even 97. 97 probably is the big yeah. one. Yeah, that was when the first they, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which that promo, that promo video, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. the one with Bischoff doing the, that's where all those sound bites. We are in control. Oh, I love that's, that. Yeah. God, that was cool. Those were cool. NWO Propaganda Express. <laughs> so let's, this isn't just on the network because I looked this up. Credit also to the WCW Worldwide Twitter account because there's so many good photos and scans that mm. they have on there. It's amazing. I love those guys. Oh, yeah. my God. So it's the same image show. The one that's on the network for this show <laughs> is the same one that's, like, I guess was, this is the advertisement for it. It's this, like, it's like Sting in a shower. Yeah. Is what it looks like. With with full makeup on. It's like 1997, 98 Sting in the shower. He's like, how are you? (laughs) I'm still injured. Whoa. (laughs) Not Vampiro. Sting. Sting Sting legitimately, like, like, I keep keep looking at it. I'm like, because I know this happens. This happens with even shows now. Where there's somebody that's on the poster that's yeah. clearly not a part of the. Well, reminded me of Mayhem's poster. Well, that's, oh, yeah, because yeah. Mayhem had Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Hogan, DDP had a bunch of people that weren't in the WCW title match. Yeah, and then the listing below even added to the confusion. <laughs> Did you guys also catch in the description of, of something that threw me off because it said the triple threat theater match will decide the new WCW world champion? Yeah. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know who I need to. Kidman had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know who I need to dial up on the old W on the on the network. Like, excuse me. Well, it's not their. <laughs> it, it is not their customer service. Trust me. me excuse me, but your description is incorrect. <laughs> Perhaps you've seen a little show called Sold Out to know what's going on. Anyway, all right. Wow. So there's a six and a half minute uh, like talk through with the commentators, which they even point out at the end. Well, I can't believe we survived that one today. <laughs> Six and a half minutes. You know what I thought was Heenan neat, though? doesn't talk till 522. Oh, Five minutes, 22 out? seconds well, in before Heenan says a word. I want to point out, uh, throughout this entire broadcast, Bobby Heenan is oddly combative. Like, more so than usual. Yep. Uh, with, with the other guys. And, right. and they are combative towards him. Like, there, there's a lot of, like, Heenan lulls. Heenan even gets cut out of a match at one point. And, um... I don't know. It just seemed like there was this tension that was going on at the table. Well, and at the same time, maybe they're also trying to dial back. Like, what made Bobby Heenan good as a commentator was to have maybe. tension. Maybe I don't. He was conscious. You know, yeah. just to, you know, I don't know. Just playing devil's advocate. Maybe it. it's the new dynamic of Mighty Mike Tanay at the desk as opposed to Scott oh, Hudson. Which I always heard there was always a, a, a bad dynamic with him and Shivani. Like oh, I was just happy Hudson wasn't on there. Yeah. Yeah, I was really happy about they, that. They tucked him in the back. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, I, I had a I had a moment where I, I remember that story I told you once about my dad that I loved, where yep. they talk about the stipulations of the Kevin Nash Terry Funk match. Right. I had no idea that it was a, if if Nash were to lose, the NWO would disband, which I just started laughing hysterically. <laughs> I was like, well, I know who's winning this one. There's not a chance of that. <laughs> I like that rundown though. They do. I thought oh, it was I, good. I, it was I, concise, and I was. Hey, I mean, I it's, it looks it. cheap as shit. Yeah. Hey, like, oh, man, well, they, they had like a day. To put it together, and it looked like MTV in the early '90s quality grainy film. Oh, I, I was happy with it. Well, one thing I love also, like in this, we get like the I call it the new Zapruder film replay system, <laughs> yeah. where we get like this yeah. kind of weird. Like, I mean, it it's like they heavily filtered it. We, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I caught it. Oh, 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 oh I got this. Oh. <laughs> It looks just, and it, you get that throughout this rundown. I'm not going to run down the card mm-hmm. like they did because that's just that's unnecessary because we're going to get to the matches as they happen. But what's funny is there, I kept forgetting there was a pre-show. There was there still was a, a pre-show where right. it's like if if you're spoiler alert if you're leaving the company you're going to get your ass beat in the pre-show and probably exited out right then. So they kept calling it the pre-game though. They did. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they were just you're drinking right. and catering. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we should say that this is the first show. That we're doing on the podcast without Vince Russo. That's right. So and that's, it feels like there's no Vince Russo. There is a weird there's feeling. There's a weird feeling. But in a good way. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like there's this sense that there's almost a positive vibe, a morale boost. Like, we can do this. By the end of this show, I really think it's there. Granted, the more we're going to truck through this pay-per-view because what's really very interesting is what happens 48 hours before this show and then 24 hours after it. That's when just everything seems to really... It's a tough four days for WCW. That's <laughs> a nice way to put it. I mean, it's it's so bizarre because I don't know if you looked it up or not. I didn't. Uh, how did Jeff Jarrett get a concussion? Okay, so that's mm. one thing Chris that... Chris Benoit hit him in the stomach. No. <laughs> so that's right, Shivani right off the bat when he says you won't believe what's happened and you well, won't well, yeah. first they replay it like four times I don't see it I think the the part because first they show the kick they show the kick that's how mm. Brett's gone yeah they like, show some angles they, that they do the Fox before. Sports like eight replays so that you understand <laughs> what happens uh, but the the Jarrett one 
Remember, that's the book. He was booked in a triple threat theater on Nitro. He basically had to fight like three legends. Okay. And so in the third one was the steel cage. And Benoit was going to be the referee for him against Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, that's right. They and were so, talking about Snuka. So mm-hmm. I, I, they concentrated, they were, they were concentrating on the Benoit part of it. But if you really look at it, although Snuka doesn't exactly botch the, he, it's a pretty decent splash that he nails. Mm. On Jarrett, yeah. what I was talking with Jason about was if you look, and you've seen this, when guys are about to take a top rope move, they kind of, they tighten up and they kind of, they, it's like they, um, they plank, they kind of plank, they, yeah, they, they kind of, you know, they kind of sit up a little bit mm-hmm. right as the impact's about to happen. Oh, oh, that thing. Yeah. Like yeah. right before a splash, they'll right. sit up and hold their arms out like this. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like it may just, <clears throat> it, it's a combination of the height that, so obviously he's coming out with an incredible amount of force, mm-hmm. but I think it's a timing on that that lift that he does because the impact looks like it's the back of his head just snaps right back into the mat. So I think that that's, I just didn't see that's it. the yeah, best. That's, that's the only thing I can think yeah. of. They didn't show that in the replay. You see Chris Benoit's head, but that's true. Of, you yeah. don't see you just see Snuka holding him down, which yeah. presumably then was to try and maybe continue their storyline. Because I'll say this: it's one of the best storylines that we've had is those two guys oh, God, being at yeah. it. Yeah, the, the show upset here. Jeff Jarrett wasn't going to be on this show. Man. I know. Yeah, there's I know, a lot of people that are not on this show. Oh, right? oh, yeah. We'll I want, yeah. we'll talk well, about that later. And, yeah, and, there's people missing, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to like we're going to cover the stuff. Like we're going to truck through what the pay per view is first, then we're going to get back to what oddly happened behind the scenes here with this but the crazy thing if you eliminate Bret Hart and Jeff Jarrett that's four matches that have essentially had to be completely reworked on this show so this would have been a different show Mm -hmm. yeah so right off the bat because now this triple threat theater which was going to lead off this show presumably with Benoit and Jarrett the triple threat theater contest that they were going to have has been reworked. So, sadly, unfortunately for Billy Kidman, he's pulling triple duty tonight. Billy Kidman has to face not only Dean Malenko, but Perry Saturn, and then a mystery member. Who is it? Who's it going to be? Who? Is it a member of the revolution? Because when Shane Douglas and the revolution do something, <laughs> they do it in a big, big way. Right. <laughs> so you know this is a player. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely a pre- player. <laughs> Player, player four. And I wish you hadn't ruined it for me on the phone. Because <laughs> I was like, I was just not having it the whole time. <laughs> Who knew? It was the varsity. All three members. Oh, no. But it's, uh, I, we'll get to it. Like, because right yeah. off the bat, it's Kidman against Dean Malenko in the, this, I guess, it, when it was going to be Jarrett and Benoit was going to be labeled a quote unquote dungeon match. This is labeled as a catch as catch can match, which is like, well, what the? I, I guess this is like the old THQ video games where it's no ring out. Right, it's, you just can't leave the ring, which wasn't explained to me. I didn't. Right, I, I, like I, old like Matt pre generations, right. of yeah. wrestling. Yeah, you know which they which these two guys totally should have been able to pull off. Oh, absolutely. Like this match was I when I saw it was going to be Malenko, I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be good." And you see them match off early like Oh they, yeah, it's got some good stuff in the Dean Malenko should obviously be controlling the match because he's the master technician, but Billy Kidman can hold his own. Mm-hmm. Here's where the problem lies. Clearly somebody didn't tell Dean Malenko what type of match this was because as we just said, you lose the match if you exit the ring. Dean Malenko takes just a normal shoulder block bump. Yeah, I need a minute. I need a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Time Malenko. to recalculate. Uh, what? So is this is this kayfabe or not? I don't think because this is kayfabe. it doesn't look kayfabe. Because nothing looks. Uh, Dean Malenko does not know the. He did not know that. Neither this, did we. I, yeah. I can't. He say doesn't it. know it. So when um, when that ends up happening, then 
Dean Malenko is immediately, you know, disqualified. I guess you should say. I, I, do you call it disqualified or? I have, referees just stop. I, I love that Charles Johnson lets him get back in the ring, and, that, and then he tells him, "You, you lost." Little Nate takes a moment though. You can tell he's like, "I think I have to call yeah. this, don't I?" And Shivani even Shivani like, outs it. He waited, but then he, he just like, "I don't think you can do that." No, no, and sadly that's. This match ends like within what two minutes because oh, yeah. of that. Yeah. If that, it's very very short. Within two minutes now, all of a sudden, this match is called, and you can tell on Malenko's face he's confused. Yeah, Kidman looks pissed. Yeah, and he should be happy. He's got two more of these things to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I mean, yeah. it's just a bummer because by the end of this, I I have a very strong opinion on how Kidman comes out looking after all three of these matches, and it's just a bummer this doesn't add to it. Oh, but yeah, this should have been the, the best one. It feels so bad because as we were talking about, there's there's this awesome vibe. There's this different type of morale in this show that you feel. And we don't have Russo, guys. Things are gonna look up. We screwed up the first match so bad. Right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> if only Russo were here to tell him. But meanwhile, Malenko walks away going, ah, tomorrow's another day. Another federation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we move on from that, what's great then is how, again, we go into this WCW panic regroup mode where we get some Supruder footage, as I call it, of, uh, of with uh, Vampiro and Crowbar and David Flair, what's leading up to this. Like, obviously, now David Flair exiting the feud that he had with Diamond Dallas Page. He is now linked up. He finds this guy Crowbar at a gas station. Have you seen the footage? I love oh, the it. Gas station. Yeah, he, yeah, he met him at the Sunoco. I love it. Because it reminds me of he's a joke about Chris Masters. Like, how you doing? I'm Crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Crowbar? Like, is there a first name? It's so ironic because later on Crowbar is carrying a pipe. I'm well, like, does eh. he, is, is, he, is he named Crowbar because David Flair carried around a Crowbar? Like, I, but he I, he introduced himself as Crowbar. He introduced himself <laughs> as Crowbar. Well, that's a match made in hell. Well, well maybe, we, we, maybe we didn't get it. David Flair has been clinging to this Crowbar this whole time. Crowbar is not really there. It's <laughs> not just this Tyler. Yeah, it's this, <laughs> this Tyler Durden esque entity that David Flair just holds and becomes this alternate person. We give David Flair a lot of shit, I, but I, I just want to say he, in terms of a second generation performer, because he's not a wrestler, a performer, mm -hmm. he has managed to differentiate himself greatly from his father. In his suckiness, yeah. Like, like wow. <laughs> no, no, he's he's that's it because he's not as he's, he's not his dad, and so many wrestlers are compared to their father, right? But David Flair does a masterful job of being nothing like his father. And of course, now you got him paired up with Daphne, uh, so that that's supposed to add to it. So. This is supposed to be a triple threat match, but this is like mm -hmm. so many triple threat matches we've seen where two guys are clearly allies, and they're going to be allied 95% of the way through this and, before something happens. And they make it sound like Vampiro uh, chose this match. Yes. Why didn't he just choose a handicap match? Like, that's what I don't get. I, I love the, the promo right beforehand with Flair. Oh, and my. Crowbar. So they're, they're going off on bullshit, and it just it's just crazy shit. And then it just ends with Gene Okerlund just going... You are sick people. <laughs> <laughs> What's great is through this, David Flair is still finding ways to beat up Arn Anderson. Like, hey, <laughs> again in the pack. He keeps finding ways to do it. So we're in the back. We get Scott Hudson with Vampiro, who gets to talk all of two seconds before A.T. AT Chono. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is this guy? I am sorry. I, I did not take the, I did not do my due diligence to look up who A.T. Chono was, according to his, his, oh, right. his shirt. That was Masahiro Chono. Shivani had to say Masahiro Chono, and I was like, oh, I remember hearing that name a 
Yeah. Well, but, that's what I was saying. Why is he labeled? I keep AT. calling him AT because that's what it says on his shirt. Is that AT Chono? Well, he's, he's the Adam. Maybe he's a Star Wars. Is, fan. is this Twitter? <laughs> was he was he come up with a Twitter handle before? <laughs> not in English, so it's not going to help. But him. it's so weird because he comes in there. Of course, we don't know what he's saying. Vampiro looks confused and probably a little pissed that once like I've had to go through this Oklahoma storyline. I get and now I'm in here with Flair and Crowbar. <laughs> well, let's look at. Let's take a step back. You skipped the fact that he also had that debacle with Berlin and the Wall, right? That was right? a very confusing singles. Which, co- hey man, match. that was a launching pad to the Oklahoma thing. That was supposed to get him places. Get out of here. Get out of here. But anyway, all right. So you're you just mentioned the Mean Gene thing with the David Flair clan. Yeah, that I love it. You're sick. You man. are sick. It's classic Mean Gene. <laughs> The stuff like when, like when he said to Randy Savage, like, you can't say that on <laughs> TV. During this chaotic time where we're trying to fill time because that match clearly did not happen how it's supposed to with Malenko and Kidman, do you guys see the camera goes up to the woman in the crowd and she gets frightened? Yes. <laughs> He's so spooked. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, the, to go back with that promo, that's where I tweeted out the picture of the hyenas. Is because all three of them just go, "Oh, you're laughing. I'm laughing." You feel like they're like trying to act like they're on pot, like they're you know they're on the pot. Mm-hmm. They're they're on. Yeah. The, they're definitely on the you, uh, reefer madness, reefer madness yeah, version you, of been, pot. Oh, I mean, you've been around people who act like they're high. They're not really, so they try to really go over the top, like by either laughing a lot or you know what I mean. It's like, what your parents think. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> true. What it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, guys, these M and M's are starting to kick in. <laughs> All right, so Vampiro's out first. He gets a decent pop, and he should because he's he's good. He's very I, good. I love the sign. Did you see the guy? David Flair is my hero. Is, yeah. yeah, and they and they bring it out to him. And I want to point out WCW has managed to find like the biggest rednecks that you can find in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yes, like, the, these fans are. Awful. Oh, like when you can actually audibly hear them throughout the show. Yes. You know, I'll talk. But you say it's a hot crowd, which is good. They're hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the guy that's behind the announce tower that has like 17 signs, all of them glittered. (laughs) Uh, You see them throughout the night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since we're going to talk about signs, two of my favorite signs, and I think this is where you see them. There's a sign that says Asia is my dad, Mm -hmm. and then the sign right next to it says Hi Grandpa. I just thought that was awesome. I was like. one sign was just a guy's name. It was like Miller. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. He's an Ernest the Cat fan. Come on. Well, something like that. So ridiculous. This match, all right, so, you know, there's not really much a need to go through a super play-by-play with this because the... The funny thing, Vampiro does a Hulk Hogan pose. Yeah, like, and I was, I was like, "Hey, that's worth noting." <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that down. What's really funny is clearly Vampiro does not respect David Flair at all. You can tell, and it's shoot, it's not kayfabe. He looks at him like you're a piece of shit wrestler, <laughs> because there are times early on where Vampiro is in the corner and he is egging Flair on to chop him because he yeah. knows they are going to be shot. Oh, and the chops are... Nye, nye, nye. They're terrible. So then Vampiro's like... Oh, you want to see a fucking <laughs> chop? And I want to point out also, Ric Flair, out of shape, looks more in shape than David Flair. <laughs> David Flair is not fat, but he has a fat man's face. <laughs> <laughs> Is that in the notebook? No. As as the representative of the fat community on this podcast here, Skinny, I'm going to have to ask you, 
Do, are you saying that when David Flair pronounces his bees, you can clearly hear his bees? The big, beautiful, bubble bear, right? Yeah. Is that how he sounds with his jowls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's flabby, but he's yeah. not fat. No. No, he's not. He doesn't, But he doesn't have any kind of build of any kind. He's no. He's Dallas body. Well, because <laughs> oh, yeah. the thing is, at this time period, he is working in the power plant as he's on TV. That's oh, terrible. Wow. Like, you can't, like, you just can't do that, but that's a whole other side issue. This match, what's funny is, again, we talked about the, you know, clearly Vampiro, like, everything he does with David Flair looks bad, and you can tell he's not inspired, but when he's doing stuff with Crowbar... Crowbar! He's, he's, got, pretty, he's got some moves. Oh, mm-hmm. That Northern Lights that oh, they do... that's when I popped up. I was like, Risk. hey, I might have to pay attention to this guy. That was a really tough neighborhood, that gas station was in. Any of, <laughs> any of the interactions with Vampiro and Crowbar look good. I, had, I have never seen a release superplex before. Yeah. Good. That God. looked dangerous. It did look dangerous. Oh, they call it out. They go, he let go on before yeah, he, he got to the ground. Way before. <laughs> yeah. But as much as Vampiro doesn't respect David Flair, I don't think Crowbar does either. Because there are times, and you could write it off as kayfabe because it's a triple threat match. He's clearly like, no, 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 just no. stay that. We got the car. We don't want to lose him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I feel so bad. We get a bad botch in this. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The, the face buster. Yeah. And um, the crowd knows it too. Crowd <laughs> They're all knows over it. Yeah. What? Poor Vampiro. He tries to reverse that powerbomb into a face buster. Does not I don't know who, whose fault that one was. I, you know, it's hard to tell. It's all about timing. Who jumps first or right. whatever. But and still. then after that, we get to see what a wonderful kisser David Flair is. Well, he is his father's son, as uh, they call it out. Yes, they make that the kissing match. gene of Ric Flair. <laughs> and it takes 27 minutes and 8 seconds for the war on women to continue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, they made it pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be back. Oh, just a little? <laughs> Doesn't take long until we get to our... Uh, oh, by the way, the double replay system, oh. or the double feature, finds its way into this match. Yeah, I was, I was When it first happened, I was like, oh, God, what what's about to happen? Because he knows how it... Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, oh. <laughs> My network's acting up again. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wasn't bad. Like I was glad at least. Hey, you're they're they're once again they're trying to incorporate these things that they just yeah because that's something they used to do in old old WCW. Yeah. and uh, you know it was nice to see like a, a revert back to that because you never saw that during Russo's tenure in mm-hmm. those no. first three months. We head towards the finish. Crowbar hits a big splash. It sets up um, Flair's figure four, but then as as he's got him in the figure four, that's when it, that crowbar finally touched him. Like, I really want to win this match. I don't want you to. I'm going to pin Vampiro. I'm going to try to pin him. I'm going to call an audible on you. Uh, so then, of course, um, as crowbar breaks up the pin, or I'm sorry, as, um, he goes for the pin and it gets broken up. Him and Flair start to exchange a couple of pleasantries. Daphne tries to get involved, of course. And, of course, David Flair ends up splashing her. Leads and then, of course, I'm so glad that David Flair gets to eat the finish. Yeah. And not Crowbar. Crowbar gets taken out of the mix, and then Vampire is able to hit the nail in the coffin. He ends up winning the match. Mercifully, this ends. This went on a little longer, probably, than it should have, but... It had to kill time. I don't don't hate this match. Uh, I don't hate it, though. You're right. uh, Yeah, Crowbar, he brought it where it it needed to be brought. Uh, uh, This probably would have been okay as an opener. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, I can't really hate on it too much considering what it was. And I'm glad Vampiro gets like a real win where, like, I understand, like, this seemed like it was a legitimate struggle for him versus the struggle he had with Oklahoma and Starcade and that mess. Nevertheless, Vampiro comes out a winner. We head to the back. It's Bump Bagwell with a fanny pack and a carry-on. He's all business. That's right. He's wearing his <laughs> denim shirt. Bagwell. Denim shirt tucked in. It's Triple B. 
Uh, mean Gene. He's with Tony Marinara and the assholes. Disco Inferno is now their manager. Yeah, his protege. <laughs> protege. Yeah, because... Well, I missed something here. <laughs> I didn't oh, think it was leading Jesus. to this. So, and he's reluctant. So after mm. the events of Starcade, when they, I, continuity, God love them. They actually bring Disco out of the trunk into into Papa Mar- Mama Luke, I guess, or Marmaluke. Marinara. Papa, Papa, I'm sorry. Mar- 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 I'm sorry. Mar- <laughs> Papa Marmaduke. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> uh, but basically now. To work off his debt, he basically has to be their manager, which is awesome. Because Disco play. I love this promo in the back. This is some of the funniest shit because you have Vito and Johnny the Bull, they're talking all this, and they look at Disco's like, What are you going to do for a match? And he's like, He looks at. Hey, bro. I love the look on Disco's face. What do you want me to do? It's your match. (laughs) It's like Charles Bronson. It's my my car. The, the favorite is when uh, Vito looks at Johnny's bull and says, tell him what you go. I'm going to break their thumbs. You're going to break their thumbs. Like, like he repeats it back like, oh, Lord. that wasn't your line, but that's okay. Just say some Italian stereotype, you're good. Yeah. This, this is an impromptu match. This was not initially on the card. They're going to be facing off against the Harris Brothers, a.k.a. Skullball. Yes, it is. Yeah. They decided control. to leave. Control. Yep. Slash the Bashams. Yep, they decided it was time to leave behind the creative control gimmick and just be themselves. Once again, wrestlers openly dumping their gimmick on television. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I, it's I I... I they they come off better as these guys, and they do the deal. Yeah, this is their more. This is more like their style. Yeah, absolutely. Although I do like how Tony Schiavone has to keep reminding us which Harris brother it is. It, uh, right. Like, it just it doesn't matter. You like how Schiavone's like well, I pay attention to the tattoos. Oh, the yeah, tattoos. oh, oh, oh. Ooh, like that's groundbreaking. Yeah, that's what we do with the Usos, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> which they have their which one's got the face right face painted? Yeah. Which one's got the left? If I don't give a fuck versus who gives a shit. What do you guys think of this match? This tag match? It's, it's a little long. Um, yes, but that was what you said. Yep, like, and, yeah, so long. In fact, that the crowd starts a boring chant. And at one point, it feels almost undeserved because it's a it's a very it's good decent. match too. Like in terms of how a tag match should go. Like obviously, you know, you're it's it makes sense to have the Harris brothers have control for like how much. How much bigger do they look than these guys? Yeah, like, they look they huge. Like six, 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 yes. seven, six, eight, six. Mm, That's just the next progressive number, but <laughs> but yeah, they, I think they, they say they're six, eight at some point. It's a decent match. It's great back and forth. I I like that. I mean, they're really there. There's no there are no botches in this really. No, and we were you know we saw what Johnny the Bull can sometimes do, but yeah, doesn't happen in this. <laughs> there's a great uh, edit with Big Vito. I don't remember exactly when he says it, but you can clearly read his lips where he says, Fuck you too, piece of shit. <laughs> and it's it's edited like on the network, which I'll, I'll come back to later. <laughs> because WWE Network doesn't edit everything. They're not consistent. For whatever reason. Uh, but we head towards our finish with this one, and we... You know Disco Inferno's got to have some involvement. He has to, oh, because yeah. it, it, it was... They, uh, it's foreshadowed, and it it's foreshadowed in the promo and throughout the commentary, you know, and of course throughout the match, Vito and Johnny the Bull keep looking at him like, "Well, do something. But you he, need to do something." <laughs> what should I get you disqualified? Like, I love that. Finally, Disco's had enough of what they're doing. He tries to push Big Vito off the top rope, but what's he end up doing? He pushes him into a splat. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's the uh, the double team pile driver that apparently if you touch. 
the other person's feet. It makes the pile oh, driver hurt worse. Devastating. Yeah, so just my thumb in your ass as you fly off the top ropes. Yeah, that splash. <laughs> that's exactly what he did. Yeah, but he ends up launching him into and it. Uh, into one of the Harris brothers, and they end up getting the win. So Disco Inferno unintentionally helps his own team win, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looks, he is like befuddled. I know. Afterward. He's just, all right. Like, dude, well, we got a new member of the family. Oh, wait, how is he a new member of the family? He's your indentured servant. Right. This isn't 1700s Virginia. I, I'm excited now. I am excited to see because I, I, I'm, Disco's on a decent trajectory here mm-hmm. for our podcast. Like, we go back to Havoc, where it was just he he, he fell out. Lash Larue, his yeah. Lash yeah. out of place. Mayhem, we see him against Evan Courageous, and that's when we start to see the family storyline come into play. And that's at Starcade, where Lash you know, LaRue. yeah, mm-hmm. Which but, he's but, conspicuously yeah. absent. No, yeah, it, but uh, I, I I'm excited. I, it gets me. It makes me excited to see what happens with Disco next because he's actually coming off very well in this. Oh, mm-hmm. he has the funniest moment <laughs> during the main event. I don't know if you caught it, but I don't. It, oh, yeah. I can't wait to get oh, to it. it is hysterical. <laughs> they picked him up at the wrong time. Yeah. But anyway, in the back, Medusa. She's getting ready for her painful, painful title defense. She looks good here. Like this is the best I've ever seen her look. Yeah, I don't know what what she's on. Well, not bad. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the the not pants though. The oh the. The uh, oh, what yeah. the? She's, she's got like, like the, the like Tatanka as a skirt. Yeah. yeah, and it's Mad yeah. USA or her. Oh my God! I just got it, Medusa. Mm. No, it was. I was like, all right, we got it, USA on your butt. Somehow they decide. One now the Oklahoma without really Doctor Death anymore. <laughs> since the Vampiro storyline ended, you know we we need somebody who's just gonna flat out be an asshole towards women. Yeah. Who's gonna be our? Who's the best misogynist for the job? Oklahoma. Oh, why not? In a wow. single. And a, yes. a singlet with his name on it. God yeah. damn, he has a he has a personalized. Yeah. <laughs> you might have some merchandise. <laughs> some bitch. You have some merch. <laughs> that upside down M really or upside down W, pardon me. Ugh. For the M really screams. I mean, basically everything that we've talked about with how the WCW's been treating women since Havoc, it's all kind of and led to this moment. How awesome was it? Like at Starcade, Medusa becomes the first women's cruiserweight champion in mm-hmm. And who's going to be your first pay-per-view defense against a big fat ass piece of shit and fucking non-wrestler? Yeah, and you get to come. Don't even come out with the belt because he stole it from you. Yeah, he's right. Oh yeah, that was God. confusing at first. This reminds me of when you would play the THQ games, and you could put anybody in a women's title match. You could put Triple H. I that. Yeah. <laughs> come here, Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit you were saying that shoot interview. Yeah, pedigree. We're going to wrestlers court. <laughs> Nevertheless, we get. Uh, you notice when Medusa comes out, she's wearing that that jersey for Ken Blackman. Oh, uh, all right. So I thought this was funny because I was like, "That's a Tampa Bay Bucks jersey," and she's coming out in Cincinnati. Why? Well, Ken Blackman, who was her husband, actually played for Cincinnati up until 1999. <laughs> so it's a. I, so I was like, "But you're the face. Are you trying to troll the crowd?" I don't know. I thought it. It whatever. Why is she, she barefoot? I don't know. It's her, she's been barefoot. She was barefoot against Evan. She was barefoot, but she, for some know, reason she, I haven't noticed. She was watching now. the Kevin Von Erich tapes and was like, "You know what? That's <laughs> I think what, they were onto something." I need a little turf toe in my life. So we we get this match. There's utter suckling. I will one the couple of things I noticed like Medusa fires up throughout this like she gets really like she's very passionate still about being in a shit match. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, she, I think finally when she loses her, mo- her momentum, it's like a bad missed drop kick or something. And that's when. And then she does, the, she repeats the spot. Yeah. Like right after. And it looks a little better. Yeah. But um, we actually get a run in in this match from Asia because why not? Other women need to, you know, get involved with this and beat up Sisterhood. The, yes. So we got, because Spice is also out. Let's not forget, she's still, I, I don't know, the her, her running buddy. I don't know. Her valet. It's, maybe. uh,. It's weird to have Asia come out and have Spice out there and Medusa, and yet Oklahoma still goes over. Yeah, I. Well, goes. Does Medusa go over? What? Oh no! Like Oklahoma wins the match. Oh yeah, and yeah. It's it's. And then it's, it leads to this odd kind of sexual thing with yeah, barbecue sauce. He, Painful barbecue Oklahoma sauce. Oklahoma wins apparently. like yeah. with, with the. Uh, a quick roll up, <laughs> pulling the tights. He has to. I mean, there's no other well, way I can. He rips off that little that skirt thing, and she's she's, she's got like. Stuff on yeah. still, but she's still like, no, I'm exposed. <laughs> well, I think it it, it, it maybe goes to Pin me. all the shit he was talking about earlier. You know, is like she doesn't want it to be looked at as a sexual thing. So it would be the same thing as if you pulled down a male wrestler's trunks. Because let's not forget they prior to this match they had an evening gown match mm. on Nitro, Medusa in Oklahoma. That that happened. <laughs> that did happen. So. Yeah, well, uh, Oklahoma, your new cruiserweight champion. Like it or not, that piece of shit still continues to. Does he even qualify for the cruiserweight requirements? Well, well, that's that was part of the that was part of the thing. I was like that. Not only is he way overweight, he's he's not. We got a non wrestler who I'm sorry. We also, if we know what happened to his booking buddy before this match, the fact that he was still on this show is so weird. I don't understand it. What happened to the doctor? Not not who, oh, but death. I know. Doc, I to be honest, like I, I and going through, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got injured mm-hmm. because poor poor Doctor Death was so prone to injury at this point. We saw in the brawl for all oh, in WWF yeah. before this, but no, he's not. He's not really a part of this. He's not um, really a part of this storyline at all, which is weird. But uh, so yeah, like you mentioned, post match. Uh, well, well, he, you mentioned like. He, he, He's a cruiserweight here. He wins a cruiserweight title for some reason. Then later on, Tony Schiavone, I don't remember who he's talking about. Maybe it's Sid. But he goes, yeah, you would never confuse him for a cruiserweight. Oh, that's that's right. It's a good poll. But you would, Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he wears medium-sized T-shirts. You you (laughs) just alluded to it. After the match, they had this weird, like, let's take the barbecue sauce and just pour it down his singlet. It was a little hot. (laughs) (laughs) Pouring it down there exposes the business. (laughs) Exposing the business. Wow. It, it did kind of have this... Uh, <laughs> Exposing something. <laughs> it, it just... The, the screaming and agony was yeah. a little much. Not like embarrassment, but agony. And like a second ago, you said it was because it was hot barbecue sauce. I'm just, I, Maybe it was That's pleasure. a flavor, but not... What? Maybe it was what? Maybe it was pleasure. I, Ple- I, I, I'm like, well, Good God. Is he a, is he a screamer? Oklahoma's a screamer. <laughs> He's a screamer. This, 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 I think we can... Even beyond the screw up in the orgasm. first match, this, orgasm, orgasm. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. This is the low point of this this card, that's I would pretty, say. This, that's pretty, but at least the low points out of the way. Yes, very early it's on. It's true because in the back, it's Mean Gene with the new WCW Hardcore Champion Brian Nobbs. Mm. Brian Nobbs thanks Fit Finley, then says he'll put him in a coma. He's a good friend. <laughs> so <laughs> he needs a break. So. It was a. It was on Thunder just before this is when Brian Knobs unseated the very wily Norman Smiley, who had somehow eluded everybody, all for the months. challengers for months. Yep. In his defense of the WCW Hardcore Title, Brian Knobs is now your champ. Uh, 
we've it sets up. I love this name for the hard way. Oh, I actually really like it. It's a great name. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of like a. I kind of get it. Yeah. For the hard way. So we got a a four way hardcore match. Brian Nobbs, your champ. Ming, his running buddy, of course, not Ming's, but Brian Nobbs is Fit Finley, <laughs> and then Norman Smiley. God bless my, him. My, my boy comes yeah. out as a Shield Prime. Member. That's right. He was the first <laughs> member of the Shield. Why, why, why can't Brian Nobbs say a classic American saying the right way? Like he just he gave me back the eye of the tiger. I'm like, yeah. well, you had it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he said, "Oh yeah, Fit Finley took me underneath his wing. The student has become the master." <laughs> just, nah, it's nah. a lot of cocaine and kung fu movies in oh. his past, there, buddy. I, I love when these guys come out because they both—they're both dressed the same they're and they're dressed like, like Dudleys. Yeah, they, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I was like, why do they look so familiar? It's so weird. They, but we, we we said Norman Smiley comes out as a Shield Prime member in his riot gear. Right, he's got that shield, uh, the freaking <laughs> literally a shield, his riot baton, and yeah, his new funny. version of the Big Wiggle. Mm-hmm. The Papa Bounce is what I'll call it because he looks like Dad from the Wayans Brothers sitcom, which was on at the time. <laughs> Don't tell nobody. This one, you know what? As opposed to other WCW hardcore matches, one thing that's great is they don't immediately abandon the ring and go to the back. We keep it ringside at least. Just catch his catch can rules. <laughs> Malenko was giving him some tidbits. <laughs> there's, there's this great moment where... Uh, Norman Smiley has a trash can in his hands and he has an option of three people yeah. <laughs> to hit with a trash can. And who does he choose? Who does he pick? Go ahead. Fucking Ming. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he chooses you. <laughs> like, I don't think Ming's ever shook anybody's hand. <laughs> Clearly Norman Smiley at this point has no concept of what would come years later in House of Cards, how you form alliances and things of that nature. <laughs> he has never played the game of Risk at any point in his life. Because, yes, he picks on Ming, who I love Ming in this match because, once again, Ming is the best ever at, I am not going to sell that, or that, or that, no. But you're going to sell this. Whack! It's going to be real. (laughs) You're not selling. You're bleeding. Bobby Heenan points out that this is the best hardcore match I've ever seen. He does say that. You're right. I call this Trash Can the Musical because (laughs) there is nothing but trash cans being thrown in this match at everybody. Everybody has one or a top to hit themselves with or whatever. Oh, this thing's hilarious. I have that written. Bobby says the best ever. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Poor Norman. Norman <laughs> ends up with the riot. It's at the. Is it Nobs who takes the riot shield? I believe. Oh, oh yeah, he, yeah. Waffles him <laughs> as he's coming off the. He, second yes, row. I have. There it is. He hits Norman with the riot shield. He knocks the shit out of him. Nobs continues to bring prestige to the hardcore it's, championship. Are they pushing him like, it, but he's one thing. It's if you just hit a title change on Thunder, you don't want to invalidate it by immediately turning it yeah. to somebody else. In which I mean, you talk. About, why isn't Ming? You know what? I, in my mind, I want to think that Ming is really chasing that hardcore title. Like it's <laughs> going to be this big payoff when he finally gets it. Will he ever? I don't know, and I don't want to look ahead to find out because I'm so into this storyline <laughs> of Ming. Just it's. I, you I know, gotta know. I didn't realize it. Like they had alluded to in this match, at Fit Finley. Like, remember that injury he had yeah, like a year? Like, cut his leg. Holy off. shit! Yeah, yeah, like in a like, what, the, uh, like a table match. Yeah, yeah. They talked about it for a little bit. Fucking a man, and the, it, and it still is a credit. It's like man, because if you would just let him and Ming have a match, that would be some of the best television ever. Because <laughs> I don't sell. Hey, neither do I. No, sell the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a good time. Some motion picture if only. Let's go out to the lobby and get ourselves a snack. So we now we've gone through. 
No, no, we'll save that, I guess, for another. What, was just, what do you guys think of this hardcore match overall compared to the other ones we've seen? Because we've seen some shit. Like, we debuted a Havoc with this weird tag team hardcore match where it went everywhere, a mummy was used, and mistiming on the counts. I mean, I, I still think it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I can't defend this match. It's, it's, it's pretty quick, and the thing, the thing I hate about WCW hardcore matches is there's no rhyme or reason right. to anything. It's just chaos, and you, it's, you can't follow it, and much less four guys going at it. And sure. The cameraman never knows what to do. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sold on this title. And, and at the same time, like this, this isn't very different than how WWE was doing hardcore matches themselves. They Early got to on, a point true. where literally it was just like bell rings out of the ring. What's under the ring? Use that. Let's go to the back. Sure. Find more stuff. Use it. I always and remember saying Valentine's Day Massacre. That right? one's unique. Hardcore Holly and Al Snow. I thought that is almost like. Maybe the second best match on that show. Sure, uh, absolutely. So I'd say that's that. always like the one I think about when I think of like mainstream wrestling hardcore matches, not yeah. ECW. Right, no. right, right. That's a whole different. Well, break. the, yeah, the yeah. one with House uh, Al Snow and Road Dog Snow in the snow. Yeah, in the that's snow. a good one. Good but one. then and also you get the one with Boss Man and I've, who was it? The Boss Man fought that Road Dog was just following with them with the microphone, and they go to the bar. I mean, like, Ooh, the hardcore yeah, got I, bad I, in WWF. Oh, sure. yeah. Because people Hard, were... Briscoe won the title. I mean, well, that's hard, funny. <laughs> that's different. And he won under whisper circumstances. Hardcore matches, like, as a whole, are not, like... They're designed to be, like, the lowest common denominator of entertainment. And right? as a kid, though, you were always looking forward to this yes, match. Yes, yes, No matter yes, what. Like, this was, a, this was a deviation from the traditional wrestling formula. The problem with this match is the next match is supposed to be a bunkhouse brawl. Because Kidman is out very quickly after this. Mm-hmm. The music for Kidman is almost immediate. Billy Kidman comes out for this. This is his part two in the triple threat theater <laughs> matinee that we're getting today. <laughs> matinee. Against, against uh, everybody wants some Saturn. because Everybody wants none. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Perry Saturn and Billy Kidman, a bunkhouse brawl. This, though, uh, this is a pretty solid match. Yeah. This is really because I think this was the moment watching this. I was like... I could start to believe that Billy Kidman was legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like I could see him camp like working towards a major singles title. Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I think it has a lot to do with uh, the opponents that they pair up Billy Kidman with, and Perry Saturn, who I I think is an extremely underrated wrestler. Absolutely, was a good guy to uh, put him with because, like, the thing you pointed out about Saturn that is so true is. This was a guy who could do cruiserweight moves and he could do big guy moves and submission, like, like and submission. Yeah. I mean, he was a technician and yeah. he can do fucking moonsault. You know, and he had the ECW background, so you know he could get aggressive. The Eliminators, yeah, Jeez. but total. That's what was, that's what was good is during this whole match, like essentially the first match, you're you're gonna see Kidman or should have seen Kidman's technical ability. Yeah, right. and then in this match, it's like, what can he? Overcome. Yeah, show me what you can do in this match. Yeah, right. yeah do something different. Yeah. Uh-huh. King of the Ring 93. Like, it's just like, give me a different match every time. And see, what we're talking about is what the commentators should have been talking about. But instead, even though there's nobody new who's going to be coming in to watch this show, we get about three to four minutes talking about the main event again. The same old damn problem where... I've already bought the pay-per-view! I, at this point, <laughs> you should be pumping up Kidman as much as possible sure. because... We know he goes over because he does, but goddamn, like at some point, like 
because of what is going to be happening after this show, what we know happens. He has no stable anymore. He's on his own. Like this should be a tra- this should launch him in a trajectory towards that major singles title. And despite that, we're going to be talking about Benoit Sid, which anticipated for sure. But like you said, we've already bought the pay per view. Well, unless you were following at home on the WCW online chat room, oh. I decided to to buy this now. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it scrambled, and I was like, you know what? Goddamn. This won't do. <laughs> you know, I can't tell if I'm watching Swagger. 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 Get that order button. <laughs> you got those double-A batteries for that remote? Sorry, <laughs> take her. I'm going to have to go take them out of another God thing. Goddamn, I told you to pick that shit up at the CVS. <laughs> Zeb put a block on after I bought all that American-themed pornography. Oh, son of a bitch. There is an amazing spot, though, in this match. I do love oh. the... There, there's a... Well, there are two of them. One I, I have to say is funny is they do the face buster move. They do the face buster counter out of the power bomb, which I swear Vampiro somewhere must be crying because they nail it. <laughs> That's they good. they hit, nail it a hundred percent. But the big spot, and I love this. This is always good in a match where something gets set up, but it's not used immediately. I forgot all about it. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's exactly what it's supposed to do. If only the cameraman had been on top of it. Because <laughs> goddamn, doesn't it look like he just exits yeah, the planet? But then I hear the, <laughs> <laughs> well, the camera. There was a camera on top oh, of it. Right. The guys in the truck that weren't right. because but, we got the grainy, uh, the grainy yeah, replay Because he, he goes over the top rope, and I just hear this crunch, and I go. The hell was that? <laughs> it's a it's a release belly to belly suplex. Oh, and if you now the commentators they kind of build it up to be more than it is because it it almost looks like Billy Kidman's head uh, hits the ring apron as he's coming. To, it, it doesn't, but they're like, oh, he could have broken his neck because oh. he does. Because it almost does his head hit, hit the apron? Hit, hit, no, no, no it didn't hit. Was, was that, that his hair? It was then? his hair. Okay, oh, it was okay. his hair. Yeah, because okay. his head never did anything. Or mm. yeah, I got you. But still, it looks. Nasty. It was just no selling. It. This is when that spot comes up next. That's when Saturn goes for a power bomb and Kidman reverses it into a face buster yep. to get. A, a very well-deserved three count out of this. I thought I really, really liked this. It's the best match so far. Yeah, sure. totally. And uh, you know, I again, like I kept thinking at this point, I was like, man, are they really going to have him run through the entire whatever's left of the revolution? I don't know. But, yeah, it makes them look weak. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it doesn't matter because they're on the way out. If they were oh, in no. a better wrestling city, that crowd would have been clapping. Like, not just cheering, but clapping, too. Because that's like, all right, you've already got a guy who, yeah, we kind of got gypped, but what he just went through. Totally. Absolutely. A couple of odd moments here. uh, uh, There's a a common theme in this pay-per-view of the commentators saying rock sayings. Okay. I caught this a couple times. Bobby Heenan says he should have brought a Brahma bull. Yeah, there was a. I, I caught the Brahma this, bull. This happens yeah. again later with another rock saying. Uh, Tony Schiavone once again says, "Come as you are," uh, and Charles Robinson. It's it's my favorite moment before the actual wrestling starts. Perry Saturn says something to Charles Robinson, and I could read his lips. He almost just kind of went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and he just rang the bell. It was just like like he was so annoyed with Perry Saturn like, for something he did in the back. I don't know, but <laughs> want to see me do a cool trick with my eyes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit, hit, hit the bell. Hey, are you watching that show action with Jay Moore? <laughs> no one else is. Damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so immediately, commentators, they're talking it up. It is time for brother versus brother. Oh. And when I say that, I'm trying. I, I got, I got, I started thinking about WrestleMania 14. No, 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 no. Now, we get to hear more about the fissure that has occurred between Stevie Ray Neidhart and Booker T. Hitman. 
And because it, it has finally come to a complete head. You thought that Starcade would have been it, but we still get some more residual after that match. I actually really I, like this vignette. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Except the problem is, are, are you like? It makes me almost think you're the face. Right. The way, like, that's exactly what I wrote too. Because yeah, he's like he's talking to all those guys. That those are genuine. That yeah. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I mean, honestly, the only thing that doesn't look genuine, it, it it looks more like Spartanburg than it does Harlem. I think they maybe were in Houston. It's on 110th Street, Houston. Yeah, that's the thing. Because like, it doesn't look like Harlem, but yeah, like it's. It's definitely making Stevie Ray come off as the good guy. Except if you look at it like this, everyone was asking him where Booker T was. Not like, hey, That's it's true. good to so, see you. It's where's your brother? Uh, You're here, but where's your brother? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I get it though, because he's like, see, he's forgot about y'all. And I'm like, no, man, he owed me 12 bucks. Like, you know, like, none of propaganda that. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only thing that's weird about um, the, the video package, other than how it looks, not being Harlem, is. They have the crowd in Cincinnati like yelling over the video. Mm-hmm. Like, why hasn't WCW mastered this yet? Like, right. to tune them out exactly because that's not that's not what the you know the, if if there was somebody doing a promo in the back, sure, that then makes, it makes sense. sense. Yeah, because you want a reaction from a promo, right? So Booker's well, it's everybody's music. Everybody just we just keep just keep the track rolling for both entrances. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate that. I know. I, really I know. Even but, I love the music. Booker comes out. I hate that. I don't even know if it's a singlet or whatever it He's is. He's wearing his own version of Eddie Murphy's jacket from Delirious. This thing looks awful. <laughs> it does look really... It looks like it should be on a... A little too red. <laughs> because remember, by, remember, we got used to Booker in just you know, the, the, the pants. Like right. The, the, the and he used to tights. wear a real singlet for Harlem Heat. In Harlem Heat? Right, right, right. It was a cool looking thing. That well, he cool. also wore the... He was... Uh, yeah, back in the day, he wore the one-legged singlet. Mm. Oh, that, right, right, right. Whole, I remember yeah. what you're talking about. Because... Mm-hmm. At one point, when that was Zack Ryder, kind of had he had one of those yeah. one leg kind of yeah yeah. Um, all right, so, but we don't go immediately to Stevie Ray Nightheart. No, 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 no. We need to have Booker cut a promo in the ring. Yeah. Which, um, sucka, sucka, sucka. You get the idea. Flub. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one more, one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> he, he clearly was like he was like Booker T was out fishing the day before and was like yeah I got some lines. I got some lines. And then, like, he had a good one. And then realized he didn't say it in time for the promo to end. It was like, no, no, no. One more thing. I'm going to hit my mark. <laughs> Stevie Ray still wearing Harlem Heat trunks. Yeah, he hasn't evolved yet. No. <laughs> his, black and, his black and gray Harlem Heat trunks. This, so. um, it's not. All right, so when these guys lock up in there, it's, is it clunky? Yes, because Booker T is so immensely talented in everything he does. And Stevie Ray just looks lazy. Yeah, it's it's just flat. It's a flat performance from Stevie Ray because I was oh this could be cool, and then I remembered oh that's right, it's Stevie Ray. And it, I, I kept what's I thought when I wrote down this match was that Booker T was clearly the Schwarzenegger to Stevie Ray's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> like all you the, got the bad stuff. Because <laughs> because that's I, I just sadly that's how he comes across. Like when you look at Stevie Ray, he should be just dominant. But oh, he yeah. has a shitty ass pedigree. It's so bad. Like, I, I was it the flapjack mm-hmm. or the slapjack? They were calling it slapjack. Like there was a sign that said slapjack, and I was like, I thought it was flapjack. Yeah. Well, he had the slapjack because he had for when he was NWO Stevie Ray. Mm-hmm. He had like one of those. I, I don't know if they're flapjacks or slapjacks. It was like that limp kind of sack that people used to mug people with back right. in the day, and that's what he named the move after. I just remember that, and I. I 
like you, I can't remember if it's slap or flap. Well, one of the problems with the move is uh, instead of like a regular pedigree, he picks the guy up and drops him, which makes it hard for the other guy to to do it to land it safely. Right. So you have to land on your knees. Look great in revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're gonna take it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, he took it. <laughs> All right, so, but I, I honestly thought going into this, I was like, if anyone's going to get a decent match out of Stevie Ray, it's, it's got to be Booker, right? Because he got that thing. Like, if nothing else, you're brothers. Yeah, like there should be a chemistry here. There should be some type of chemistry. It's it's not the worst, you know, no. you know, thing we see, but. What comes up next might be, but it's Paul White. <laughs> can, can we can we say it? I swear to God, it, it it's the first time Ahmed Johnson has done a run in and he's not sweating. Yeah, like it's like he got the right you know right deodorant. He's got yeah. a shirt on that he that he bought when he was twelve years old. Oh my God, and he looks out of shape. Oh Hell, bad, man. Oh bad. But I'll tell you this, you know what's great? The crowd. Oh yeah, they start they, the Ahmed chant, which is great. We get to see a Pearl River plunge. Still yeah. looks scary as fuck. I, 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 that, oh, and the way he does it here, man, oh man, he kind of like releases him for a second. I'm like, man, grab his legs. <laughs> He's gonna break his neck. Pearl River, good luck. Yeah, Pearl River, <laughs> fuck. And the announcers, are, you know who that is. We don't know what his name's supposed to be. Yet, right, so right. Say we can't it. call him. Uh, right. You just call him Ahmed Jackson. <laughs> but we do Jackson. hear afterwards. Eh, his name is Big T. Big, <laughs> Big Tensai. No. All right, so that's true. So match ends in a DQ. Booker T wins, but then just gets decimated by Stevie Ray and Ahmed. Or, well, this and is Big T. This is not like, Booker T. T. A great wrestling trope that always signals the the end of you is when the lesser guy goes. You know what? I don't need you. I'm gonna form a new team uh-huh. with the same name, Marty Janetti. Fucking uh, uh, Jim uh, Nightheart with the new foundation. Yeah, it's like, it, it, well, the other guy's going to go off and have a successful singles career. You're just going to flounder with Leaf Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> We're the new Harlem Heat. Oh, I work uh, for the new right, so Harlem Medium Cool. Not going to get too deep because I'm not, I, I don't know how this will pop up on Super Bowl, but to give you guys kind of a hint, do you, you guys know where kind of the Booker T, Ahmed Johnson, Big T feud? Goes. I don't know where. Okay, so <laughs> they end up having a dispute over, of all things, the letter T. <laughs> so at one point coming up in the future, we're going to have Big T against Booker T to decide who keeps the T. Does Mr. T ref? Is it wouldn't a that, Sesame that, Street fight? That Unless fun? it ended in a crucifixion. On T. Because the other thing about seeing Ahmed Johnson that's funny in this is the fact that he. He was so badly injured in WWF. It's like I I, I already had like a, a countdown. Like, well, he'll be out within a month yeah, because man. there's no way he'll be able to sustain. But I, and I I only hope that we get some good uh, Big T Ahmed Johnson promos because oh man, a- <laughs> he cursed me, damn it! <laughs> the thing I always remember him for. Oh. To the back, though, it's Mean Gene. He is with a very distraught Sid. Oh, it's like sad. Desperately Sid. trying to remember his lines. Like, he's just kind of pacing. Just, oh, shit. Sid thinks the NWO have tarnished the WCW title. There's no friendship with Benoit in this match. It's all about the belt. They say these are the two best guys to go for the title. 
Sid has lost three pay-per-view yeah. matches in a row in hilarious fashion. <laughs> He's never won in this show. He has not won yet. <laughs> and yet he is in line for the world title. But uh, it's not what you do on the pay-per-view. It's mm, uh, clearly oh, yeah. what you do everywhere else, Ryback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Back to the ring, sadly. It's time to get this over with. Um, it's Tank Abbott versus Jerry Flynn. It's not a, Jerry Lynn. No. Flynn. Jerry Flynn. And Steve Blackman. I'm not going to lie. I thought the same thing Jason did. When I was reading about this guy, I was like, is this just Jerry Lynn with the name flipped That's a little bit? That's what I thought, bit? too. No, nope. clearly not. Sadly, no. So by this point, yes, we have had the debut of Tank Abbott, who at this point was a very popular guy in an up-and-coming UFC. It was clearly not as popular as it is now, but he was one of... The defining men of, of UFC. Funny enough, do you know what his record was at the UFC at this no. point? Eight and ten. <laughs> he he was fucking awful. Domination? So <laughs> the thing about the guy was in, in UFC and in kind of in you know, kind of what they were trying to get in WCW is the fact that the guy had a bit of charisma because he was just a big tough fucker. Yeah. That's how he came across. And also the fact that he had that 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 blind throw of a punch that if he connected, you're done. If like that connected. was the whole, if he connected. If he connected, right. I mean, basically, if you're if any of his UFC fights, if you took him to the ground, it was over because the guy had no concept of a ground game. So just wanted to put that out because they're still trying to build him, though, as just this badass in WCW. Him and Jerry Flynn have a, a bit of a rivalry on television. At one point, they both get thrown into jail. But not just separate cells, the, the same, same cell, cell. Yeah, I was... where they beat the shit out of each other wonderfully. So as this is if, as this is a shoot fight, you know, I guess we're just supposed to be something really. Looks physical. like it for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a brief second. Yeah. When I finally got to see what Jerry Flynn looks like, because you know hadn't seen much of him because he hasn't been on the other shows, it looks has a decent look. He's got a good build, mm-hmm. but I think his music's a lot cooler than he is. Yep. He's that Fandango? Yeah, he is Fandango Prime. So yeah, Tank Abbott goes for a punch. It misses Badly. by a mile. That's yes. when I was like, oh, it's not a shoot. <laughs> and then he hits him again, and then there's this great moment with Mike Tanay where he goes, oh, he's got a 10 count, and nope, he's, it's a 3 count. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Tanay really kind of dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, badly. He misses, because that's supposed to be his big, the big punch we're talking about. Goes for the back of the head, misses it. Tries to make up for it, barely connects. It still doesn't look as devastating. And that's the thing. I don't know how Big Show, you know, with his punch that we see nowadays, you know, is able to... It makes it look pretty decent. I don't know how you could do that with a punch to the back of the head, which is so dangerous. A donkey punch. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Mm. (laughs) That's cool. You want it? There's Swagger. Come here for a second. (laughs) Turn around. You ever had a bottle of Cab Sab? <laughs> it's a cab- what? <laughs> and we haven't right, even so, drank that much during this one. Uh, all right, so it's so hard to believe, and we're gonna have more on Tank Abbott here in a little bit because it's it's it, it, this is mercifully very short. To think if the guy running the show, the previous shows, I should say, ran this one. Could have been a different story what we would have seen from Tank Abbott tonight, but mercifully that's over quickly. A shoot fight, whatever. Video package. It's DDP and Buff Bagwell. Ooh, this one's personal. Buff Bagwell ain't doing my wife Kimberly. There is a vicious rumor right now about you and one Kimberly Page. I'm telling you, we're just friends, okay? 
Dallas Page in Hollywood, California. During that time, you were reportedly seen time after time with Kimberly Page. Bad girl. You're sitting on my left up today. Well, Gene, when you look like Buck Daddy, rumors are going to fly. Let's be honest, okay? Bagwell is a great-looking guy, and the women love him. But so do the guys. Oh. And he is a salty Buck Daddy. Poker on started. Look at these two go at it. Here, look at this. This really is not about Buck. It's about Paige and me. If Diamond Dallas Paige was shot married to Kimberly, I'm telling you, Buck would put his stuff all over her. I don't think so. Buff's stuff ain't big enough. DDP got the shortcomings. So we've never, ever had a problem there. So that's what all this is about, a birthmark. I've definitely seen that, but so has all the boys in the back, too. Bagwell unloading here on DDP. So, thoughts, gentlemen. It doesn't help that DDP in the video package says, Buff is a great-looking guy and women love him, but so do the guys. Nope. Doesn't help DDP's case. No. <laughs> well, this was before it was okay, or, or this is when it was, sorry, when it was okay to be uh, gay bashing. George Costanza would have never done this. No. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. There's anything wrong with it. So, uh, this, it's quite simple. Uh, supposedly, Buff Bagwell has had some relations with Kimberly. We're just friends, damn it. I I like that he's like, we're just friends, but he has like this smile about it. You know, like it's not Dude, like he's... smile. Yeah. yeah, well, it's Buff. <laughs> but notice how they still, they, for some reason, the editors are real fond of that clip with Kimberly taking her robe off from they the hotel. They love that, from the Ric Flair, Halloween Havoc. They love it. They love I that I mean, it's shot. a great shot, but time <sighs> to move on. Faker Nirvana music hits, <laughs> and we get DDP. Pyro goes off oh. without a diamond cutter. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. The pyro just kind of happens. <laughs> he gets to the ring. Buff Bagwell comes out. Buff gets pyro. It just kind of happens. Yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the fanfare. This is a last man standing match, which I was curious to see how they were going to execute in WCW just because we've seen what happens when they take on gimmicks like this. <laughs> but um, this, one gets, this one gets hot early. They get to the outside. This They're, is a grudge match. This is moves. And they and treat it that way. that way. Yes, it is. <laughs> Funniest thing, though, is they go to the outside. They have to do the obligatory. If it's a last man standing, we need to go out in the crowd and do some stuff. They get into this area, which must have been like where the ice was. That's what they were saying, because it's an ice. They like, said that. They're like, is that the penalty box? Because they both slip yeah. and fall. And DDP has a hard time getting up for like a he's, second. <laughs> he's down. This is before, <laughs> he, it's before he invented DDP. He program. is stuck wherever Kidman got thrown <laughs> by Perry said. He is there. He's glitched. Oh, this is what he was talking about. <laughs> but uh, what's, what's weird is both guys look gassed mm. early. And I was like, oh, how's this going to... But you know what? It... By the end of the match, it really works in the favor. Yeah. How this is booked. All right, so... But there's one asshole in this match that completely takes the attention away from it, and it's Slick Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I love this overly sexualized storyline, and the referee is Slick Johnson. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's... He's getting the fans into the count. And he's like, oh, duh, duh. And then when he comes up the second time, he actually motions to the crowd to start counting along with him. <laughs> Am I over? Am I over? The, the ref's getting over. But Slick Johnson. Here's one thing I like. To be a he doesn't do the classic, like, slow, like, one. Oh, I hate it. And then you wait. But the problem with that is that every time the count ends, it's at nine. 
Every single time they, it, it stops. There time. is anticipation. Okay, all right, before we get to that point, because first we get another great outside segment. Because they come back to the ring, do a little bit more business. They both have their horrible... They, You notice they both do a bad swinging neck breaker mm. yeah, in succession. DDP's has always looked like that. And then Buff Bag was like, you think that song is... <laughs> he doesn't even get his neck. No. no. It's no. the swinging no. breaker. No, yeah, it's a swinging breaker. <laughs> But we head back to the outside, this time up the ramp. We go up to the WCW.com desk where Mark Madden <laughs> found him. <laughs> Makes his debut on the podcast. So, yeah, I love this. we got to plug the website while at the same time destroying yeah, the computer. Murder they, is committed. They take those eight, like, Hewlett Packard monitors oh, yeah. and they gladiator them at it's, each other. Rocky Fours. Like, <laughs> like, and do you see when Bagwell takes it? Like, it clearly hits him back oh, yeah. in the head. He's down. But they then, crashed the website, dude. <laughs> like, man, that table spot. Jesus. It's, like, it's, it's I, a lazy elbow, but it works. I don't care. It I works. came out of my seat. Because yeah. the camera wasn't ready for no. it. All of a sudden, crunch. <laughs> I, I was kind of concerned for him because uh, yeah. those are generally very cheap sets. Yeah. I thought it was just like one of those kind of wicker fences. Like, Buff, don't do it. It's like, Buff, I hate you, Buff. Buff goes up three rungs and goes, oh, this will do. <laughs> Which, right, well, earlier when you were talking about them being gassed and then like lazy moves like this, when it's a grudge match, I kind of am okay with I that. can buy it. Because my thing is, is you you're invested in beating that person, yeah. not winning. I'm just so you Yeah, just do it. it. It's not about pretty. It's we get a little effect. color. It's, it's DDP's back. He gets a little gashed out mm. of this. And it's from uh, one of the keys, probably the K key. <laughs> that stands for cut. So after he, after Buff Bagwell delivers that horrible elbow, which is awesome, uh, Mike Tanay just goes, hmm, it's not often we see Buff go for a high-risk move. Isn't his move the blockbuster? His move is the Buff blockbuster. <laughs> and he, he proceeds to go to the, to, to, you know, later in the match, go to the top rope uh, two other times. You know, it's like, Buff. come on, today. Yeah, yeah, what are you talking about? You're just <laughs> pulling shit out of your ass. He got electrocuted and kind of briefly saw himself in TNA, and it horrified him, so he can't <laughs> talk right. We hit, we get back to the ring. This is where they they both both guys look. They do look really gassed at this point. But we get a good exchange here. This is when those those nine counts happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like to the credit of. The, the live crowd eats it up. It's a we get a Buff Bagwell chant. Yeah, we get a DDP chant, which is a lot heavier. Which is thank, a lot heavier. Thank cause, God, because I was like, Are we <laughs> doing are we this? Chanting for Buff? Are we doing this? Was, this is weird. Swagger, we believe this Swagger. shit. I mean, if I was a betting man, <laughs> Vegas <laughs> odds would have told you. <laughs> you done it now. Oh. You gone and made a big mistake. <laughs> All right, so Buff ends up. He hits the uh, Buff nails the blockbuster. Um, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to do it. No. <laughs> when he's in the air, I'm like, oh, geez. But he pulls it off. Yeah. Thank God. Page barely answers the count. Crowd is like uh, just incensed at this. this they is are fun. huge. Mm-hmm. All right. So at this point, then Buff finds the riot baton that's somehow still in the ring. Yeah. The riot baton. How did was it still in the ring or was it. <laughs> the, well, I don't remember what Don't they it. say he pulls it out of his shoe? I, that he had that. In, that's a different one. Because Norman Smiley's was just like a baton. Like they a say Buck though, pulls they, this out. This is a retractable. They call it Norman Smiley. They lay, they actually call that out. That's why I was wondering, mm-hmm. where did this come from? If that's Norman Smiley's was... Hey, hey. hey guys, can you uh, can you get me back in? I want that rap baton. <laughs> he comes it. dancing out. <laughs> if it's not too much trouble, because remember he's British. <laughs> Would you please have me my giant black stick? Pardon me, Norman? I mean the baton. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh. So he just proceeds to just like, and th- this is fitting. Like, if 
somehow it looks like Buff is still technically trying to be positioned as the face. If you're going to do some type of turn in this, after all this, it makes sense for Buff. All right, I've nailed my move. didn't work. I'm going to beat the shit out of him with an object. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so as he has Paige down after that, Paige still finds a way to answer and nails a very... It's cool. It, <laughs> I'm sorry. I like it. It's like, here it is, here it is, here it is. And then he nails it. I'm well, like, it's yeah. so, here's what's weird. First, they say that he didn't really connect with it. Mm -hmm. and oh, say, yeah. Did Buff said, grab the top rope? I, it looked, I, I mean, he did I didn't, not he didn't see that. He, he takes the bump and then grabs the bottom rope. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's, shit. It's not the same thing. It, it, the only problem is, is Paige does his part well. Buff does not take the bump very well. He lands on his knees. Mm -hmm. It looks, it just, it doesn't look very good. But then this is where it's weird. All right, so they're both down now, and we get our, we're getting our 10 count. We're getting up to that point. Paige tries to get up, but mm -hmm. then Apollo Creed slips and doesn't. <laughs> Buff Bagwell does, but then that's when Kimberly is just about to get to ringside. Incoming swerve, perhaps. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. So, and even Shivani Outer says that she might have... She missed, uh, was it, she missed her moment? Oh, she of, almost, oh, she uh, came out to help, but she was too, too late. She was yeah. too late. So Buff Bagwell wins this, oddly enough. He sees Kimberly, they, you know, look at each other, and then Paige is, that's when Paige awakens from the dead mm -hmm. and then fucking annihilates him, which is weird because then it, like, makes him look heel. And then I love, though, did you know, did you catch it when he tells her you came out too late? No, no. He says, I think he says more along the lines of, you didn't come out in time. Oh. And so that's what makes me wonder what was what was supposed to happen here. Was If Kimberly was supposed to be out earlier, was there supposed to be a, a, like a different spot to finish this up? Because this ends, sadly, kind of abruptly. Like, he ends up, he nails his finisher, but he can't get up in time, and Buff Bagwell can't. And they try to cover for it, I guess, by saying he didn't hit, he either didn't nail it all the way, or he grabbed the top rope. It's just kind of a mess. What do you guys think overall? We said uh, we heard some adjectives about it. <laughs> adjectives. It's a good match. It I was liked fun. It. It's a good match. It was a, the first time in a long time that I can say it was fun and not and for the right reasons, this not for the wrong reasons. Yeah, the match finally a, a, a WCW match finally lives up to the stipulation ah, applied to it. It's funny you say that because yeah. one Dave Meltzer gave this match three and a quarter stars. <laughs> oh, did at, you know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which that's like I feel like a that's, horrible theme song. I feel like that's how the WWE Raw should come back. <laughs> Did you know Dave Meltzer gave Bagwell on page three and a quarter? Deserves it. It does deserve it because a grudge match, as you mm. said, it should be not about winning but about beating the hell out of the other guy, which that's what technically Page does do. Mm -hmm. So it makes you excited for, well, what can you do after this? Because it still seems like there's unfinished business. So what would be if this feels like how a blow off? Yeah, that's what I said. Be, it's so. like this is the first match, or at least on a pay per view for them in this iteration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's got the kind of the ending stipulation. You notice like even the commentators don't kind of understand what happened though. After this, they're kind of like they it cuts to them and they really don't know what to make out of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Cage is lowering. Doesn't get any cool theme music like WWE likes to do. Oh, you don't get the Mark Henry return. And it's not a steel cage. No, no, no. It's the hell in a cell cage. Even with the referee inside. Yep. Kidman's music hits. It's time for the finale of our matinee of the evening, folks. Of the evening. Of the evening. Yeah. That's the kind of show it is. Shane Douglas comes out. Tony Schiavone comments, well, that's all we needed. Shane <laughs> Thank you, Schiavone. He speaks for us all. <laughs> and, oh, so here comes another rock. 
saying Shane Douglas says the word jabroni. Yep. And I'm like, well, right. that's a wrestling phrase. No, just it rock. wasn't before the Rock. Not I mean, really. it's a term, but it wasn't a catchphrase. Yeah, it's it, it really wasn't before the Rock. Like that was when I started hearing that word more and more. And it's just it's just weird hearing it come out of these out of these guys. I love that he calls Kidman a cock. Yeah, Roach. <laughs> yeah, he's like, shit. I, I'm not supposed to say that. Man, it's so funny. He, so who's the big mystery opponent? Who's the mystery ally? We're gonna do it in a big, big way. Let me cap. Let me recap how we've dismantled everybody. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero. MIA, Conan, you saw the beginning of the pre show. Rey Mysterio, eh, not mentioned. Injured, I think, again, is what they're selling him Tory, as. Tori, kidnapped again. So who is it? It's the wall. Thank God. Looking like he never left his uh, Berlin gimmick at all. Like they haven't he tried the, to repackage him. He is the Bull Buchanan of uh, WCW. You, I love the Gallipoli promo that he cuts. Oh, uh, dude, that, I, I wrote that. What are you going to do? I wrote down everything he said, man. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. You're dead. What are you going to do? Stomp him out. Break his legs. Break his neck. And then he ends it with, well, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> it's, it's like the, the Karate Kid 3. Yeah. If he can't oh, breathe, right. he can't fight. If right. he can't see, he can't fight. Break his legs. I, I kept, it, it, this was sad because throughout this whole thing, I kept thinking what this could have been with Jared and Benoit in this oh, game. Man. Because sadly, even though I think this is pretty good, I think um, Kidman, work, Kidman and the Wall work pretty well together in this, despite... <laughs> It's just unfortunate that the wall drops like all these threatening things to say, and then the, what's the first thing that happens? He, he gets drop kicked into the cage. But <laughs> Billy Kidman is just ah, shut up. Cage really doesn't get used in this. No, nope. that, that's about the one time. Yeah, it's yeah. just to contain the wall. Yeah, but one thing that's cool here, as opposed to the Saturn match, now you're having him fight. Like you, you've been building up that like each guy's gotten gotten bigger. Mm-hmm. Literally. So now by this point, you're fighting the biggest guy you could possibly fight in this on this card for him. And <laughs> he ends up just taking just a beating throughout this. But what's cool is like that's what a small guy should do is take a beating so that we want to see him fire up. We want to get excited for his comeback. And, you know, th- I love the spot with the choke slam where he, he when he catches him off the top rope. Mm-hmm. Well, the when he eludes, he gets out of it first. Oh, oh. He turns into a hurricane rock. Oh, it's well, yeah, it's, it's good for Kidman, but Wall can't no. really get over the hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> what hurdle are you talking about? Oh, himself. I think Kidman looks very, I love how, as we were talking about, I, I think he looks very sympathetic. Um, I love the sunset flip powerbomb yeah, from the top. Good. Jesus, that looks amazing. Hell yeah, you'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> But then the finish comes, even though Kidman finds a way out of the one choke slam, he tries to he tries to come off the top. Well, it was originally going to be the shooting star, but the wall he, is... He gets the finger in the ass choke slam. Ooh, Ooh yeah. It. yeah. It's up there, too. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> it's the oil choke slam. It's, I mean, man, it just I wouldn't kick out either. No. <laughs> Who knows what comes next? The wall picks up the win, minus all of the descriptions that Shane Douglas and him exchanged. Oh, God, he didn't do any of that shit. <laughs> well, he didn't like, do now. any of it. There, there wasn't even like a, I'm going to cut you with my fingernail. Yeah. Maybe break the skin but i'm i i was really impressed with kidman i was really impressed how he was able to work through this match even though like you know it it may not have been the 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 most the most glory glory finding match for him here i mean by any means but the fact that you know he was able to come across as 
Yeah, I could buy him. I could buy him. After this match, I could see legitimacy in him. Contrary to what Hulk Hogan will say, if he's, if he, no, 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 he'll say it very soon. I think he refers to Kidman as somebody who couldn't main event a flea market. Wow. <laughs> Cannot wait for their match, folks. <laughs> well, Hogan was never a fan of wrestlers who flied around. No. Flew around, I should say. No. Flied around. Well, no. well actually, the, the Hogan phrase is he flips around and he flops around. Right. Yeah. Right. Ah, dude, brother Jack, dude. But that choke slam Hogan gives him into the table is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, golly, I'm so glad we're wait. at this moment. We're. I'm so happy. This. We get a video package. Oh and it, man. For, for Terry Funk mm-hmm. and Kevin Nash, they've got a hardcore match that is going to decide. The, who's going to be the commissioner, and what is the fate of the NWO? I was most looking forward to on the show because it's like Kevin Nash, he's gonna he's gonna have a good match brought out of him from uh, Terry Funk. Wolfpack music hits. Yeah. Big lazy, he comes out to a pretty decent pop. Big paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Funk's music, eh, it doesn't fit him. A little too cool for him, I'd say. No, nah, he needs that just kind of twang. Yeah, I was literally twang. Like, there's no funk or twang. No. It is rock. What's awesome is uh, we don't get to hear it long because Big Lazy. Well, he's big active. He's out in the. He's <laughs> <laughs> big active. Big active. He's Kevin on the Nash. outside quickly to confront him as he's coming down the aisle, and this thing gets started. Uh, it doesn't take long before uh, Kevin Nash has a chair. At this point. Uh, I think I heard Terry Funk use the word fuck when he's about to get hit. So yeah, to go back to what I was saying earlier, yeah. so they're editing out certain things that wrestlers are saying that are a little controversial, I guess. They they make they have no problem not editing Terry Funk. Uh, he said, <laughs> you son of a bitch! And, and then he says, uh, this is what it sounded like, it sounded like he said, motherfucking Johnny. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> and I rewound it and turned on subtitles, and according to the network, it was... It was what a a a, what are you trying? <laughs> that's what the subtitle guy wrote. I'm like, no, that's not what he said at all. And, and during this whole thing, Tony Schiavone mentions how, oh, Terry Funk, oh, he's so tough, he's middle aged. Yep. And I'm like, is he gonna? He's not gonna live to 120, Tom, Tony. <laughs> no, he's well past the middle age point. Oh God, this spot on the outside, Nash early with the chair shots, and they look good. They're hitting him square in the head. Oh, I'm protected as. <laughs> Another son of a bitch. <laughs> he turns into a swearing Yosemite Sam. It is pretty freaking I love up. Terry Funk. Because <laughs> you know that this match can't have a lot to it. So that's why I'm glad right off the bat we get the spot that we want to see. Funk takes a jackknife through the announce table, which eliminates Bobby Heenan from the match. He's Bobby on Heenan had to find the beer guy. <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah, two. Beer guy, two. Yeah, he, made, he has no. He doesn't even try to come back. Oh, oh. Th- this powerbomb is sick. The crowd goes nuts for it. Na- uh, Nash slides back into the ring. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, did Terry Funk blade from a jackknife yeah. powerbomb? Well, it, is he over? Because he had his head bandaged. So right. He had and taken, I, was, I thought it was a chair shot, maybe, but I don't see blood until the jackknife. Because he, he had taken the he had taken a chair shot just previous to that from Nash. Yeah. But I that, bet 
I bet when he was after the because the camera conspicuously is following Nash back into the ring. I'm sure. sure that's when he probably took care of it. And Tony Schiavone brings out an old Jim Ross saying says that uh, he brings new meaning to the phrase "crimson mask." Yeah, yeah that's Jim Ross. That's a Jim. Yeah, no. So this is what's funny. So it's a man. It's it. It's not quite Sid levels of blood, but it's getting there. Well, Terry <sighs> Funk can't have that much more blood left in it yeah. to bleed. What's awesome is WCW makes a decision from a production standpoint. Let's just stick to the lo- let's stick to the long shot. Yeah. The rest of the match. <laughs> it looked like an old 1970s. It reminded me of an like, ECW match. Yeah. yeah. Like there's we got two cameras and they both can't be on at the same time. So Nash is in the ring. We talk about he slides back into the ring. He gets the mic and he's like, "You're a tough, you're a tough guy, Terry. I'll tell you what. I'll let you it's keep fine. your job if you can get in the ring." And so everybody's like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah." He gets the ring. I'm a lion, son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Swagger, I told you he'd do it. Swagger, man, you can't trust him, man. WrestleMania 12. That's man, he was on his way out the door. I dropped his ass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nevertheless, the beating continues from Kevin Nash on Terry Funk. And there's at least how many more chair shots in this match well, that he takes unprotected? Oh, it's great. It's like six it's, unprotected shots. It's like the only person selling these chair shots more than Terry Funk is Nick Patrick. Yeah, he's selling it more than Funk is, and he's like, oh. He's one thing that Funk, they they say it. One thing that Funk does really well, the chair shot. He he spreads his legs for us. I love his, that. I love so it. He, and they pointed out, yeah, WWF never really pointed no. out why Terry would do that. It's very smart. It's to keep himself get, get his balance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> but he does get the advantage. Funk does somehow get the advantage at one point. He gets you know a bit his his DDT spot in there. <laughs> he gets a near fall, but. Hey, but 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 he's getting angry. Oh yeah. And and Terry Funk, the thing I love about him so much is that it seems like every person he fights is someone that he just caught the night before fucking his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he brings the same amount of intensity to every match. That's your action. That's your action. He just fucked your wife, man. Goddamn Terry, <laughs> get your shit together. Taker, I don't know if I could do this. No, no, no you're gonna do it. Oh, you want to? Hell the- yeah, you're gonna do it. You need to put a leash on her. <laughs> Love Terry. Uh, I don't. I, I don't like the way that this crowd reacts to certain wrestlers that are actually really good. Yeah. Uh, and Terry Funk is one of them. Uh, they actually kind of boo Terry Funk a couple they times. Do, he and it's Nash gets really? pops versus yeah. Funk gets boos even from his entrance. Yeah, and just boo booing Terry Funk. Which I'm like Cincinnati. I kept thinking. I was like, is this one of them towns? Like I kept this thinking. Is, no, this is not yeah. a heel town. This no, is I, just Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> the Bengals. Um. What uh, what happens? I they they do get to the fun gets to the outside and decides to start throwing more chairs into the ring. Yeah, Neil hits a riff, nails the cameraman yep. on the other side of the yes, ring. He does the precise accuracy to pull that off. It <laughs> it leads to a great spot because you knew it's coming. It's you, you knew there had to be a switch again. Like Funk can't have the advantage this long against Kevin Nash. Nash hits a low blow that he like keeps. You notice he keeps his hand up there for a while. Yeah, yeah in case you miss it. In case you miss it, I don't, you can blink. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> sets up before this. Terry had set up two chairs and then another chair, kind of bridging the two. And you're like, oh god, something. I used to do that with my toys. Oh I boy, I never thought I'd see that in an actual match. Nash gets the low blow, and then everybody starts. So you can hear the. It starts the groundswell. Well, mm-hmm. I see the chairs, and I'm thinking. There is no way in hell Kevin Nash is going to take a spot having anything to do with those no. chairs. <laughs> no, no, he's not going to like Scotty Riggs pre-flock go face first into it and have to wear an eye patch forever. But no, it's a good call out. No, he won't. So 
Nash sticks the head between the legs. And then, yep, he get and like credit Terry Funk, he takes it. Like they they get up, it looks good. He drops him right through those chairs. And it's the most sickening thud. And the crowd couldn't be happier. For yeah, it. No, they were on blood. The chairs weren't even... The chairs were really close together. Yes. Too. It wasn't like they were spaced out enough so that that chair is just going to give and push them away. No, they were... They had a nice little arch of support there. Good God. This thing ends mercifully now. And I mean in a good way because I don't know much more that you could do to Terry Funk than what you did. Two, jack, two jackknives through something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So Kevin Nash now is the commissioner of WCW. And as Shivani said, the NWO is stronger than ever. Hard to believe when two of the main guys are injured, but thank you. The other you. one didn't as a no-show. Is it right? Yeah, uh, what is it Mike tonight says, uh, Kevin Nash is the boss. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess reality has finally become fiction. <laughs> yeah, let's just call it like it is. And they keep talking about midnight, midnight. Oh, something's happening at midnight. And then Tony Schiavone just goes, oh, at midnight tonight. And then I just had like a Home Alone moment where I was like, are we hitting Duncan's toy chest? <laughs> 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 okay. So... In the back, Benoit's warming up. Sid is cutting a promo that no one can hear as he paces back and forth. It's awesome. I love the the, the Hindu squats versus the insane rambling. Who's in better shape? <laughs> Tune in. Scott Hudson is with Double A Arn Anderson, who's shaking his head. He's distraught. Double A calls Nash Kevin Band. Yeah. yeah I'm so upset. I can't. I shit. <laughs> He says, I've lived this nightmare before. He says it like three or four times that he's lived this nightmare before about the NWO running things. Then he calls Benoit and Sid two of the greatest in WCW. Interesting. That are mm-hmm. here tonight. Very interesting. Yeah, that are here tonight. Yeah, that, he's, yeah, he makes a mention of that. What's cool about this promo is it reminds me of old NWA, Jim Crockett kind of promos, the way he cuts it. Like Again, this is where... It feels like there's this rallying cry for WCW at this point. Like, because you're going to have two WCW guys mm-hmm. going for the belt. There's just something the way he, I, I, I dug it. Even though he, I like, I don't mind the fact that he flubbed. I think it's great that he actually called himself out on he it. He actually flubbed twice. Mm-hmm. He, he does. He holds a WCW title and he goes, without this, WCW still has control. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, belt, the belt has the power. What? Come again. <laughs> <laughs> Correct yourself. (laughs) So to the ring, we get the horseman music to bring out our special referee with the title belt. It is Arn Anderson. Benoit's out next. He gets good pops. Sid comes out to massive pops. Ridiculously massive pops for a guy, as you said, has lost every Every pay-per-view match that we have... Did you notice the Titantron videos? I'm just going to call them that. Yeah. It's, it, they're, they're loops. Benoit's is a seven-second loop of him kicking the shit out of Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and then Sid's is a five-second loop of himself in a neck brace and kicking the shit out of Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I, they, it just repeats. I'm like, poor Jeff Jarrett. Well, it's mayhem Jeff Jarrett it's, making it, his appearance. Dude, that crowd, the, the crowd interaction, too, with Sid. Where he's like his oh, psycho yeah. do love bumping Sid. people, I, and, and it's so weird. He like, gets you in the match. By the way, you, you should always follow Sid on Twitter because it's. I, I love like one of his tweets was, <laughs> was just like, "Man, what a party!" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing too. Arn Anderson's like building up 
Sid right before the match and talking about, you know, oh, he's a great man and shit. And I'm like, didn't Sid stab you in a bar? Glad you brought that up. All right, now I'm not sure if it was before... Well, because later on, the show. later they, on, Eric Bischoff has a moment with Sid on a thunder where he goes, what's wrong, Sid? Did you forget your knife? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up the double A thing because they do have a moment. Mm. Where, and, I, and I heard, like, if I'm right, like, it may, not, it may not be televised, but, like, they had a moment where, like, Sid just came over to him, owned up, good hands, and uh, they were on their way. I'm only sorry in wrestling. for stabbing you. Only in wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's cool. It, it goes with the territory. Yeah, no. It's all right, man. It's a business. But yeah. uh, like, unbelievable pops for Sid. And then Michael Buffer. God damn Wow, it. Michael Buffer. This is for the fate of the universe. This yeah. is for your own. The master children. of the crippler. The yes. master of the crippler. That, that's my favorite. The, yeah. Oh, oh that, that's my second favorite. It's what he says about Arn Anderson. But I was like, world champion where? Wait, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is it? World champion in every level of the sport. Did he ever, like, um, was he an AWA champion or something? No. Because Arn Anderson never, never won that. Never had any He never won the U.S. title, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he won a U.S. Did he title. win a U.S.? I know he won a, t- a TV title. But, yeah. But the world title, never. 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 Tag team champions. Where did he get that shit from? I, it's Michael Buffer. He makes it up. I can't stand The master of the crippler, but I was, will say this. I love the look. I love I love Sid cutting more promos and we can't oh, hear. Man. But Benoit, <laughs> we don't want to hear it. Benoit is like John Lithgow out of Ricochet. He doesn't blink. Mm-mm. He looks so focused. It's like a, I love it. It's like a western. Yes, it feels like a western. It's man. like I'll, I'll show you when we start going. You know, that kind <laughs> of thing. And Bobby Heenan, as much, as psyched as I am for this match, Bobby Heenan says everyone is standing. They haven't sat down yet, except the front row. No, 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 no. They no are. They, they, no, they're. Uh, no one. Not even the popcorn guy is standing. He's taking a minute. <laughs> That's the main event. I guess it's time for me to pack oh, up. Man, I need a break, man. This 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 force stuff. Don't <laughs> wear me out. This one, I um, I love the way it starts out because Sid Sid looks dominant early. Yeah. And it, as he should. Like I'm. I. I like the fact though that Benoit, when he takes control, is I'm going to work the leg the whole match. So we see that, and and that's that's the thing. Like when he, this match should have been Brett and Sid. Mm-hmm. So you feel like in both regards, like one way or the other, we we're going to get a good match out of Sid. And arguably, and I even heard I'm going to reference it here on the show, pretty much from the rest of this point on. Brian Alvarez's book, The Death of WCW, correctly states that this is probably the best match Sid has had since 1997. Oh, what's the match he's talking about from '97? Oh, he I, say? I, I, he doesn't. He, I think it's. Okay. It was more of a. It was more of a tongue in cheek because it's like. Oh, okay. he, There are no good Sid no, matches. No, they're not. But th- except this one. This one is so good because what's great is as Benoit works the leg, it builds such a sympathy pop mm-hmm. for Sid, which mm-hmm. is weird. Like the big guy who should be dominating the smaller guy in this is the one who's getting those those. Big baby face pops. Uh-huh. The crowd's booing Benoit. They are booing alone. Benoit, which is weird. Uh, one of my one of the, my pet peeves in wrestling happens in this match. Unfortunately, it's when the world title match is so important that the locker room empties. I, I okay, hate so this. when this I started, really I, I started to get a little worried because I was like, oh, oh is David know. Flair going to run in? Like, I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> David Flair with the run in. No. And he's all dressed up like, because that's something we didn't mention. <laughs> 
Um, Vampiro finally said, why the fuck are you still wearing that shirt? And he tore the Halloween Havoc shirt apart. And David Flair actually had to find actual clothes. And he, and he comes out looking completely normal. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, is he well, crazy? Well, the who's he come out with? Like, they're too- Saturn. Yeah, and I was like, what is this alliance? Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they form a storyline backstage? <laughs> so, the, as you said, the rest of the locker room, what is, tell the disco moment. Oh, so the disco moment. Yes. Uh, hold on. Oh, here it is. There, there's this moment where they're going at it, Sid and Benoit, and the camera, at, the locker room's already out. The camera starts panning across the wrestlers, and it, it, you see disco, and you can actually hear disco say this. Come on, Sid! I got a lot of money riding on you here. <laughs> disco makes some horrible betting decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is funny. He hasn't it, learned his lesson. Oh, no. He, he's a chronic gambler. You got to get sympathy for Disco. Uh, well, if you... It, it, all right, <laughs> devil's advocate. If you take into account what happens the night before and supposedly what was going to happen on this show or oh, beforehand... Seemed like a maybe, guarantee. Maybe it's a good... Man, not bad, Disco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he, man. he doesn't make bad. I mean, who would have thought Duke would have lost? I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. Gra- I, the Sid chants are great. Um, Sid does a great job of, of, of uh, showing himself as a power wrestler. Yeah. He does a lot of power moves, uh, and they come off really well. When Benoit works the knee, I love the, ch- the chair. The, or I'm not, the stairs, I'm sorry. The bit with the stairs. Why wasn't that a DQ? I mean, because it, it, it looks dangerous. It looks really bad. Oh, the, the I'm gonna drop kick. Well, well, yeah. when he puts it against it, I'm like, I don't think he has enough room to pull off a drop kick, so he's probably just gonna kick. No, Benoit has enough room for a drop kick, and it. Man, it I mean, bad. if if you want to break Sid's leg, you just have him jump from the top rope. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Not yet. No, no. no. You're gonna suck my dick or what? No, 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 no. Not yet no, either. Not yet. No, I know. I know. All right, so. We get towards our our finish. Benoit hits a big German, and then he go. Oh, he hits. He does. He hits the, a big German. He gets the. I think he gets the whole. Does he do the succession? No, no. he does. He does a German, and then Sid uh, elbows him out of it, and then he does another German, but he just releases. Just it. releases it, and it's it's great. I love his Germans because it's 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 the only German I've, I I know of. Where it doesn't look like the other guy's jumping. Right. It looks like a deadlift. Ex- except Brock's now. Oh yeah. Oh man, man Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna take. Hell it. yeah, he's gonna take it. <laughs> I don't care if I'm two feet away from the ropes. Some bitch. <laughs> Some bitch. Is this fault he thought he could be? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. So Benoit hits an Air Canada. Uh, he, he he locks Sid in a figure four. He does do a figure four, right? Because he will not stop working the knee. Right, and it's great. And uh, but even as as weak as Sid's leg is at this point, I would think it would be a lot easier still for Sid to turn this over. Yeah, Sid is so big and powerful, and bigger than Chris Benoit, and he does turn it over. But it takes like about a minute, minute and a half. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, he hits Air Canada on him. He hits Air Canada on it. Um, Sid kicks out. Crowd once again. Can the, you hear Sid breathe? Yes, like, I can. The entire man. <laughs> Shit, this guy's good. <laughs> Sid starts the softball up. Yeah. Oh, 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 he's psyching up. He's psyching up. He's turning into Sid Justice with our very eyes. And by God, does he hit a huge choke slam? Oh, it's phenomenal. It is. So, it's the best one I think I've ever seen him do. Did you see him bounce? You oh, want yeah. bounce like not like oh that oh, he'll take it. Give. Oh yeah. 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 
Take the, take the fucking thing. <laughs> uh, uh, so when Benoit has him in the figure four, uh, and, and Sid's kind of psyching up and shit, you can actually hear Benoit yell to Sid, reach for the ropes. Oh, no. Sid's too busy, like, trying to get the crowd into it. Benoit's like, God damn it. And just, just reach yeah, for the ropes. The finish is a little weird, because Sid... Uh, he covers Benoit, I believe, and Benoit's leg is under the rope. Yeah, so it's it, it it's it's weird because it it almost inadvertently works towards something that could have happened, you know, with the storyline. Like it, it's weird because it, it it works, but yeah, Benoit's leg is under the rope after that choke slam. I think, as a matter of fact, yeah, and that's what breaks the pin. Double A sees it, mm-hmm. breaks He's the a pin. Good referee, which by the way, Horseman, we get to see. The quintessential horseman member with an old horseman member right. and a new horseman member. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Anyway. So, so, Tony Schiavone goes, oh, his foot was under the rope. It's a good call. And then Tanae, it's a great call. And then Heenan, it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we did, I didn't bring it up earlier because I forgot all about it. But during the Booker T-Stevie Ray match, at some point, they're talking about the vignette. And they, they kind of talk where we're going, you know, what's going on. And I think... Uh, what Heenan says, I don't know, I'm not an investigative journalist. And then some, uh, then Tanae says, no, no, we're broadcast journalists. And then Shivani just shuts it down and says, we're wrestling announcers. Like, oh, I yeah. love the, just because that, that comment where they just, and Vince McMahon comes in, we're sports entertainment yeah, announcers. Oh, damn it, we're, oh, we're going to make you puke with sports entertainment. <laughs> so, double A breaks up the pin, the leg being underneath the rope, breaks it up. So then, Benoit wastes no time. Just <laughs> crippler crossface. So, well, he is the master of the crippler. Well, it, yes. just, it just doesn't make yes. sense to me that Benoit would work on the legs so much for the entire match, not his neck or anything, and then he goes for the crossface, and there's an immediate tap out. It, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it's just kind of, it's weird. The, the only, the only reason, uh, it, the only reason I buy it is if you wrestle big man. You gotta get you gotta him off the feet. That, that was my justification so, too. Yeah. You gotta chop down that that giant redwood. <sighs> yeah, the big everybody's a redwood. Everybody's That's like over redwood. six five. Yeah, and they're all redwoods. Sid's leg is clearly under the ropes mm-hmm. as Arn calls for the bell. They, the Shivani mentions it later, but for some reason says Sid only got his leg under the rope after he tapped yeah, out. So they tried to cover it. Yeah, they tried to cover it. But it, it's a great moment because the second he taps, even though the crowd might have been booing, they still pop for Benoit to win. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, he's also as soon as Benoit wins, Perry Saturn exits the building. Yep, that's you. That's I mean, right. if you go back and does. watch, it's a good like, call. The whole, I, I the whole locker room, right? WWF right. He's got to. It's a long drive to Stanford. He's got to start the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like everyone's out there, and Perry Saturn, you know, who's Benoit. I know they had this story. They broke up the radicals. That's his friend. You think they do that? Nope. Immediately, there's no clapping of celebration. That. He walk. He's wearing that stupid square hat. That's how I noticed him leaving. The yarmulke. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a good moment because, and the announcers put it over like this is a guy who has clearly deserved Worked so this. hard. Yeah, because they say if you've been following WCW for the past four or five years, you know Chris Benoit, you know his story. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's a great payoff. Absolutely, and this is a, I, I, it's a great match. It mm-hmm. really is. This is a great match. So that's why, like you know, even though I, I think the greater tragedy here is the fact that we don't have Jeff Jarrett on this card because I, I think. Um, Sid was going to get a good match one way or the other. It just happened to be Benoit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Brett, but it was Benoit. It's awesome.
But it's, we're, our show's not over. Crazy no. enough, you'd think after the other I ones. Was th- I would think after the leg thing with Sid that this, that's what this was leading to. With Absolutely. Yeah, with him in the back and then Arn. Like, Arn like, oh, I'm sorry, I screwed up. But no. I love the promo in the back because uh, Benoit puts over Sid immediately. Mm-hmm. Puts him over. Uh, it's a nice, it's it's the typical, I have worked so hard I you know, for this moment type of promo, but it's great. He puts over Dynamite Kid. Yep. Talking about that was the moment he got into wrestling. Um, Double A shows up. He kind of, you know, answers with that. It's like Double A tries to cover the fact that the the leg might have been under by saying there was no, hey, uh, you know, I like both guys. I like both guys. I'm happy Chris won. It seems like WCW is like, in terms of like Arn talking about Chris and the commentators talking about Chris, that there's this kind of air of they know that he's leaving. And it's like they're, it comes off like they're really trying to build him up to try to get him to stay. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Chris is fantastic and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like right. they really don't want right. him to leave. Right. So, as good as his promo was, Big Lazy appears. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, this oh. is great. Kevin Nash. He's like, I hope you're enjoying that title. Because in an hour and 40 minutes, you're going to drop it to the NWO. And I checked the time on this thing, and it was about 10.40. It had to be about 10.40 their time. So at 12.20 in the morning, <laughs> Benoit's dropping that belt. <laughs> Not at midnight. He's going to give him a little bit more time. Well, he's got to have time to pick up the tab. Champion. All yeah. those uh, Kevin has to know what time it is. No. <laughs> he hates to put a turd in Benoit's punch bowl, to which Benoit says, from a little turd to a big turd, best of luck. And, I, I, and I was, that's it. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was kind of waiting for maybe Benoit to do a final Fuck you to WCW. No. Like, but no, he's classy. He goes out on a high, the highest note you can go out on. Yeah. And the when we were talking about, you know, not knowing what time it is aside and coming through, what I was telling a little earlier, is that wasn't the typical big lazy promo where like we're no. so cool, we're the NWO. I was telling him, it's almost like it, it's a like a mafia family that was kicked out coming back in mm-hmm. and they're gonna wreck shit. They're they they're one they're they're really, really out for revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the way it seemed. Not just, oh, we're going to get it eventually. No, it's going to happen. We're going to fuck your world up. Mm-hmm. Ben was like, eh, midnight, I'm not employed here anymore. So let's do this. Let's quickly go through what we liked about the show because we need we need to address what happened before the show and after because it's very important. Okay. Uh, things you like. Ben, or, let's just, what was the match of the night for you? Benoit Sid. This is 4-0 for Benoit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, clearly, like he's had the best match on the card. Every single pay-per-view that we've covered... Uh, worst match on the card for me, uh, it's it's Billy Kidman and Malenko. Yeah, like, just because it... mainly because I was so let down, like because I was like, oh my god, these guys are gonna go at it. Yeah, and it's just kind of upsetting. But like, like I told you before the show, I think there's three really solid matches on this thing. Yeah, it's Benoit, and Sid, um, Kidman, and Saturn, Kidman and Saturn, Buff and Page. Uh, no, 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 Kidman and Saturn's okay. Like that's not one of the good ones. So it's it's Sid. So Sid and Benoit. Terry Funk and Kevin Nash, mm. which I thought was gonna I didn't guilty think, pleasure. I didn't think it was gonna be topped. Yeah. I, I I was so entertained by that. And and Buff and DDP. Yeah, yeah. With an honorable mention for Kidman and Saturn as right. a decent match. Right. So that's about four that right. you can that I could honestly recommend for this show. It's like once again, like this is the best show that I've seen from this podcast. Jason, your thoughts? I I, I like the Kidman Saturn match mm-hmm. a lot more than I guess you did, but that was because it was a that was a building match. Like, that wasn't really a, a surprise. You know, because you've had this guy who's been saddled with, oh, he was the rookie of the year, and then he stuck as in the flock. 
Right. Then he gets a little separation. They immediately put him with another stable. Right. And then this is this is Billy Kidman, not Billy Kidman, member of such and such. And yeah. so I thought that 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 match. I mean, the the one Malenko could have been a look at his technical, like, but, but that was good because he took everything Saturn had, and that's a good building point. I wouldn't want him to take everything the Wall had and win because that's too far of a jump for me. Right. That's but true. That, that that's true. was really good. Followed by the Sid Benoit match. I think collectively, yeah, that's got to. I, I would. Absolutely, put that as the match of the night without a doubt. Mostly because Sid and Benoit. Oh yeah. Okay. Because it's the best Sid has ever looked. I, I, this is my the best match I've ever seen out of Sid. Yeah. And I've seen even a lot better of than things. him and Sting in 1990. Better than that. Better than him and Sean at Survivor Series. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's a solid match. I agree with you. I think the the high um, besides the guilty pleasure of Nash and Funk, which is amazing to watch, um, just for uh, just. <laughs> to see Terry Funk just get the shit beat out of him as an old man, I don't know what I'm sick, I guess. But the um, the Kidman seeing Billy Kidman emerge as a potential player mm-hmm. in the main event because main event's about to get wide open here. Yeah, <laughs> at the it's, end. it's cool that WCW is trying to build one of their homegrown stars. Yeah, because you don't see this. No, no. never. <laughs> it's all other at this people. Point. So let's so. Let's talk about what's 48 hours before this show was when shit started to hit the fan. Okay. All right, so there are three there are three members, uh, three main event guys that are clearly not on this show. Two we've talked about, Bret Hart, injury, Jeff Jarrett, injury. Bill Goldberg is also not on this show. Why? Well, uh, let's go back to the Nitro after Starcade. Okay. All right, so we get the, um, we, we get the, form- the reformation of the NWO. Bill Goldberg gets screwed again. Goldberg decides he's going to go after Vince Russo because he's the, the guy who made this happen. Is this the incident? This is the incident. He goes up to the limo. Now, the oh. original thought was have him take a sledgehammer and bash it in. But then that was countered with, that doesn't look cool enough. He needs to, it needs to look like he's doing it with his fist. Mm-hmm. They were going tr- to try and disguise it with him holding a pipe. Mm. I thought I, they were going to get a prop, uh, or they were going to prop the window. Like, wasn't that a rumor at one point? I, I that I did. I thought I heard that too. That I, wasn't what I read, okay. but I think I've heard that too. Because that's Mitch on the network, is right? It? Is this from the book? That yeah, you're, you're talking about death okay. of WCW here. He was gonna have a pipe like right here. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to. Like, so it was gonna make it look like right on. Perfect. Goldberg drops the pipe, and instead, he ends up just like F it. I'm just gonna go in there and just punch it with my fist. He ends it's up. Awful. He ends up just shredding his arm. It it's a bad cut that he gets. He ends up losing thirty one and a half liters of blood. Damn, no way. Thirty one. Oh, I and never a half heard that. Liters. That's a lot of blood. What a, I mean. It, wow. It, it hit an artery. Yeah, oh yeah. Jeez. Could have lost the arm. Could our if not lost the arm, lost the ability to use it correctly the rest of oh his life. Oh my god. So effectively Goldberg knocked I, I don't know where Goldberg would have found himself on this card. Maybe he would have been it would have had Brett and Sid or Brett and Goldberg, you know a real match. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that happen. So forty eight hours beforehand is when the two phone calls come. One is Bret Hart, I can't wrestle again. Which, by the way, his, if, you, if you remember his column he wrote in the Calgary newspaper? No. Uh, it's, it's very sad to read because it's the birth of the bitterness. Mm. It's where he talks about, I'm not a stunt man. Mm. You know, I, don't, I can't strap myself in. I, have to, I can't wrestle that big, stupid, dummy Sid. Sorry, I said... Big, stupid, He does dummy. reference Sid as a big, stupid, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so... God. But then he gets the... 
uh, Russo gets the call about Jarrett. Jarrett can't go. So now his his pay-per-view two days beforehand is a mess. Really is. And God love it because after we just talked about it, it came off marvelously. But it almost didn't. Why? Russo comes up with an idea. How can I make mm. this? <laughs> how can I really get something out of this? Well, it's January. Let's do a Royal Rumble, Battle Royal type of thing. And let's have the belt be decided by whoever wins it. That's who it's going to. Why not have it be somebody the fans would never expect, ever? Disco Inferno? Even he wouldn't bet on that. Russo puts all in with his chips that he's going to have Tank Abbott win the WCW world title in this match. Which, at this point, even Bill Bush, who talked about he is now the... He's basically in the role of Bischoff, the vice president of the operation. He's running things. Doesn't know shit about wrestling, but smart enough to put people... You know, in place that knows something about wrestling, even he is like, this is a bad idea. And this is when, on top of the fact that WCW lost $15 million in 1999, on top of all the negative talk about Russo and what's going on, that's when the decision is made. They go to him. Instead of just, of course, you don't fire him because then you're going to have to owe him. You'd think they would go some other route, but instead, in typical WCW fashion, they decide to tell Russo, you're no longer head writer. You're going to be in a committee with J.J. Dillon, mm. Kevin Sullivan, and Terry Taylor. Much like how you were in WWF. That's what you're going to do. To which Russo, as they anticipated, was like, no, no, no. Those I more, swear those more to God, God, I will quit and walk out that door. <laughs> There's more than one option here. <laughs> Russo walks. He decides he's going to go home. But they pay him anyway. It's really weird. So Russo is out. So now you have this committee that forms, right? So this is good, right? This mm-hmm. is good. This is not good. No. This is not good. Why? Because at least a quarter of the roster cannot stand Kevin Sullivan. Because for a good portion of 99, as we can go back and look, there was only about five guys who held the world title or were in contention for the world title, and none of them were mid-card guys nope. at any point. Not to mention the fact that at the head of the dissension that is forming within the WCW locker room, Chris Benoit has major heat with Kevin Sullivan. I'm sure his wife has nothing to do with it whatsoever. whatsoever. No. Whoa. Nevertheless, there is a group of 14 wrestlers that, have, that decide we are going to walk. The night before... 14? Yeah. 14 is what the number supposedly was, which is made up of the usual suspects, but there were others. The day of the pay-per-view, most of those guys, which happens a lot, you know, when guys want to form strikes or whatever, you know, a lot of them just come to their come to whether it's better judgment or they see the money and they're like, nope, yeah, not Jesse Ventura tried that once. And we all know <laughs> that worked out. Well, a lot of them is because it's guaranteed money. That's why the- give up on it. So instead of the fourteen, you have a group of Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, Shane Douglas, and Conan. Shane Douglas is going to walk. Yeah, all yeah. these... Where well, the hell's he going to go? <laughs> Where he always goes. Community fucking cash. <laughs> the, the last time I get to say it, I'm saying All it. these guys go to Bill Bush, and they're like, we are walking. We are not working under Kevin Sullivan. To which wow. Bill Bush tries to keep people at bay. He's like, okay, um, you know, he, he, he does his best to hold it off for the sake of salvaging this show. Now, at one point, one of the bargaining chips that he tried to throw out there was... What if we put Sullivan on Saturday night? He books WCW Saturday night. Nobody watches it anyway. Nobody works it anyway. That's worth a damn. That's basically the, okay, so we'll just have him off and we'll use the other guys for Nitro and Thunder. Nevertheless, everybody still sticks to their guns. 
All right, so the pay-per-view goes as it does, right? We see everything. We just talked about it. At Nitro, as Nitro's coming up for, or after the show or before Nitro, it's somewhere in that 24-hour period. All four of those guys are like, we're going to, we we still want to leave. Bill Bush is cool with it, but he goes to Benoit. He's like, we're going to let those guys go, but we want you to stay. We want you to stick. To which Benoit's like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Who do you want me to lose this belt to, by the way? Mm-hmm. And they're like, just leave it on the way out. Yeah. That's, and that's. They devalued their own title by giving it to Benoit, knowing he was leaving. Like I said, I think it was a last-ditch effort to try to get him to stay. Sure, sure. It totally was. It totally was, and they end up using the leg under the rope as a way to validate the vacation. Again. The vacating, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, it might as well be. The vacation. The, the vacation, vacation of the WCW the, World Heavyweight That's title. how they justify vacating that title, because his leg was underneath it. So that's what the storyline goes with it. But as it stands, the guys that would be known as the Radicals, only a night later on WWF television... How Benoit, yeah, go ahead. Guerrero, Saturn, and Malenko all head that way. Where do Conan and Shane go? Well, they have certain heat with the WWE at this time, and that's why you don't see them on, on television. Not invited. But how fucking cool was that? Watching oh Raw, God. and then because we weren't watching WCW at the time. No. All of a sudden, you see the four guys that you loved in WCW, the plus one, the World Heavyweight Champion, plus the World Champion, which I had heard earlier the next morning that he had won the night before, and I remember thinking, yeah. that's about damn time, yeah. and then he shows up on Nitro. It's perfect. Yeah, and they don't really talk about that much on Network, like on Monday Night Wars, like about what a big deal that that was. Like, well, oh, yeah. Luger, you know, he showed up on the first Nitro, and we thought he was still under contract. How about Benoit, your World Champion, 24 hours after your pay-per-view, showing up and sitting in the front row with three other guys from WCW? It's incredible. Like, yeah, and it was just so exciting. So this was well, dream match galore. What I loved, also, by the way, another there, one of the contingency plans. All right, so we thought that the Tank Abbott thing was ridiculous, right? So yes. get rid of Russo. The committee comes up with, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we have um, Kevin Nash after the Terry Funk thing say, well, now um, I'm the new number one contender. Well, no, no, I'm not the new number one contender. I will name the new number one contender, who is Scott Hall. Who was not at the pay-per-view at all in any capacity. Doing it on purpose so that you're like, well, since Scott Hall is not here to accept his nomination to be the number one contender, that means I, the number two contender, now get bumped up. Even Kevin Nash, who you would think like would be all over this. I, it's, not only because he would be in the match with Sid, he'd also get the world title. Even says, they hate me. That's not a good idea. He turned that down. They hate me as in the crowd or the or the backstage. Backstage. Oh well. Wow. Yeah. Well. He had enough good. temerity to 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 walk he, away. He wasn't a complete egomaniac. Well, here's what's funny. Of course, you know, and that's why I think that that turd comment that's going back and forth. Like, remember, this is when that vanilla midgets um, phrase what came up. What is that? That's what they refer to those guys. They were all. Oh, to, they're all. Screw that. They're all really? vanilla midgets. They'll never draw. When you see the numbers for the first night, oh, the first wow. raw, the first raw appearance of the radicals, it's like is, a four six. It is a six five. Six five. It is huge. I remember think, uh, hearing that they thought that it was just for the one time, yeah. and that ratings would go set steadily off. They right. actually rose over the course of the next three or four. They weeks. They did, and that's the thing. Every single time, because that was their next thing. Well, okay, well they just came out. For, all the crowd came out for that one night, but they're not going to come back. Oh, they, no. Once they see their vanilla midgets, yeah, wrong. Nope. No. Oh, that's so cool to prove them wrong. Even with Guerrero getting hurt. Uh, I remember that, the frog splash with the elbow. 
Very disgusting. Ooh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, SmackDown. So that that that's the weird, interesting kind of backstory was sold out. Now, just to kind of tie this up, if this match had happened, like if this card had gone down the way it was supposed to, do you think it would have been as good? Do you think you would have enjoyed it as much? This is a tough thing to ask because I, th- yeah. All right, go ahead. What do you think? Just by going by Bret Hart's track record in WCW, it it, it might be. And for a guy who we both believe can have a good match with anybody, it, eh, this might have been a difficult uh, for him to pull a good match out of Sid. Uh, or at least as good as Benoit's match. Jarrett and Benoit, what do you think that would have been like? Yes, absolutely. Those guys have a, have a chemistry. And, you know, a, a pairing that I never really considered at the time as, as a quality pairing, I, those guys delivered Dare every I say single they time. They could have been Tully and Magnum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way they because they feuded pretty much the run of the show. Yeah, pretty much with the exception of one. No, yeah. I, I. What do you think? I mean, we'll never. I mean, unfortunately, you'll never know. But right. it's like I think it's a good thing because don't hate me for saying this. There was too much Brett. Like if you if yeah, you if you get where I'm going, like like yeah, he in WWF he was a big deal, and then he comes to WCW and flounders, and might have been booking, and might have been whatever, but. It going with, I mean, Benoit wasn't really a homegrown talent, neither was Sid, but coming down to those two, right. I don't think it could have been better. Absolutely. Um, That's I, fine. In that circumstance. And then, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, we missed out on Jarrett and Benoit because, like you guys said, I mean, there's no telling what those two could have done with three different match types yeah. the whole night. Here, what I'll say, I, I think we came out ahead in this because I feared if you have Brett and Sid, you're going to have run ins. Mm-hmm. And that would, have taint, that would have tainted that match. Uh, even worse than when Brett and Benoit had theirs and we had run-ins. Yeah. However, the Triple Threat Theater, as much as I, I praise it for getting Billy Kidman to look legitimate, by the time we got to that Hell in a Cell match, I th- I, I think this is crazy to say, but based on that bump that Benoit took off the top of the cage, just the normal steel cage, I bet you they would have tried some oh, in- sure. wild, incredible Mick Foley-esque stunt to try and top it. It would have, you know, been again another one of these hot shot type of things to try and get people instantly to come over because we're doing something crazy. Benoit does a headbutt off the top of the hell in but the that cell. Would've, uh, that, that would have that would turned out bad. It would have turned out bad. Oh, but I I know I, I guarantee you before that thunder when everything fell apart that was on the table for we want a big moment, mm-hmm. something to get people to come over. Isn't it interesting with Billy Kidman how he has three matches? Um, one is good. You know, one's bad, one's okay. Uh, and he, we never see the shooting star press? Never. He never does his move. I thought no, he was no. going for it in the cage. I was like, he you was? don't have clearance. Well, yeah, because <laughs> what know? was it? Um, Wall jumped off the top rope in the cage, and he almost hit his head yeah. on the cage. It's not tall enough. But he, he cleared it. But, yeah, Kidman never did his finisher. And I, I like that. I like that. A, 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 I mean, I like it, and I don't like it because I want to see the move. But at the same time, it's like, oh, this is a guy who who is probably good enough to get away with not doing his move every match. You know, to get the crowd to go, oh, that's what we came well, to Well, that's see. why he also had, like, was it, what was his uh, his other move? Was it the, wasn't that Face Buster? No. Uh, he didn't have a Hoovy driver, did he? I no. think it, wasn't it that? <laughs> no. Didn't, right. didn't he have a move like a Hoovy driver? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember, because based on his revenge character uh, right. in the video game. Well, I think everyone did. I mean, because that was Vampiro's move was a it Hoovy was driver. It was the super kick of its era. Oh, that's true. But... Overall, very interesting pay-per-view. I think it comes off a lot better than what people thought. That's bullshit. I can't believe that, dude. Um, well, I think I, I, we found. I think we found something good here. This uh, is a really good pay-per-view for all for things for considered. Yeah, 
Well, that was the whole goal of starting the podcast. That's right. Find the jewels and the shit. This is one of them. So, plugs. The podcast is at New Blood Pod on Twitter. Um, I am at William Rankin 83. I am at CM underscore stabs. I am at the Jason Kiesler. No punctuation needed. <laughs> Please subscribe on iTunes to or visit the uh, the Podbean on. And the good thing is now Podbean on iPhones has an app that you can download and oh, probably they do. yeah they have an iOS app now that you can download. Uh, Please continue to subscribe. We really appreciate the kind words on the Twitter that we're getting. We really do. And um, you want to plug some of our friends, uh, some of our podcast friends. We, like we Sat Pod. I'm always, I'm always going to continue to plug the Sat Pod um, because they uh, they threw out a nice thing for yes, us on did. their last show. I really we appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. Um, the WCW Worldwide account. I. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, Just to good. keep some good WCW conversation going in the midst of this is great. Not to mention some great photos that they have listed there, as always. Um, Whoever runs Meltzer in the '90s Twitter account, oh, <laughs> that thing is good. Yeah. I, just some of those, like the, the thing that they, they mentioned about DX ripping off the headphones and you know rutting, taking the commentary table, just like the NWO used to do. I right. Never really thought of that, but that's true. That, yeah. that is true. Another one I'd say is the Primetime Wrestling account, which mm-hmm. which mimics uh, which takes Bobby and Gorilla but puts him nowadays <sighs> throwing jabs out about what's going on nowadays that's really well, good you stop anyone's from your NJ real quick I don't have any out? plugs but I think it'd be really fun pull out of plugs no I think it'd be really fun since William Rinkin said the WCW World Heavyweight title went on vacation if uh, if you're good at some photoshopping, send us some photoshops of the WCW World Heavyweight Title on vacation. Or you can put ah. up more bullshit from Game of Thrones with a, st- ah. <laughs> a jacked up bowl or whatever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It needed to be done. I'm not above trying to use the th- uh, the current trends to help us get a little attention. Because uh, that's I'm doing Dallas see. next week. Yeah. Oh, do Dallas. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. JR with the title. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. He was going to get that Hell out. yeah, man. They thought he was dead. No, no, no. Bobby came back in season nine. It was cool. It was all a dream. Really cool, Swagger. We're heading out, guys. Until next time, it's the New Blood Pod. We're going to be coming back with Super Brawl next time. Super Brawl 2000. It's a a wild, wild west. Nobody's who's left to carry the WCW World title. I've seen the main event. Not looking forward to it. (laughs) We'll catch you next time. Thank you.
don't take them off. Don't take leave them on. Yeah, that's it. A little more to the right. A little more. 